Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nothing makes me hornier than watching Harrison Harrison and Captain Harrison close out a season. (laughs) Thinking that life was going to go back to normal and that that our bachelorette was going to be the bachelorette. So she charmed me last night. She charmed me a little more than I wanted her to charm me. And I was jealous of her hotel room and her dog's dog's room in the bougie hotel was, was... Welcome to a very, and this is actually is a very special episode of the Will You Accept This Roads podcast. My name is Art Marine coming to you from my garage in Los Angeles, California, rocking overalls and braids and lipstick and glasses and giant headphones. You guys, I feel like I've run a marathon. And if, and if you think I'm not proud of myself for handwriting out 88 goat episodes, which I know you didn't even watch. I know you didn't watch at home and that's fine because you like yourselves, but you did listen. And really, let's be real. That's all that matters because the goat episodes were the worst format of any form of television (laughs) that has ever, ever been edited and put on to television. So here's why it makes it extra special. I I wasn't certain if this, what they said, 10, I believe them with 10. This was number 10. And I did look it up. Thank God, Dancing with the Stars next starts next week because I cannot take it. But the only reason I was excited about this was, you guys, this is our very special guest host from you guys, from the fans. You guys nominated people. You nominated yourselves. You nominated your sisters. And we picked three. And this is the very special all-star fan episode of Will You Accept This Rose. Tana, Katie, can you believe it? I mean, we've come a long way. Yeah. We've come a long way. It feels like 85 hours of television. <laughs> Dude, and we and you and I in on Patreon, for every goat and for every listen to your heart, we've watched 15 hours of New Zealand women debate about falling in love with chocolateer stripper dads. So yeah. just quadruple that if you're only on the main feed and you're missing out. All right. First up is a woman who's a real all-star tweet of the weeker. Uh I did not know she was a, a beautiful ginger gal. And as a natural ginger myself, I'm quite, I'm quite protective of the ginger, the ginger snaps. Uh, she's, she's in Tweet of the Week almost every week. And, and I feel like she's given Seth Vatt and Cheyenne Constant a real run for their money. And both of them have come in hot and done pre-pandemic podcasts in my garage. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where she's coming from. Let's learn a little bit about her. Our first fan guest host, Britt Paulson. Hello. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're a librarian and you just went back to work. Yes. So I live in Minneapolis and I work for the library. Yes. Uh, Been doing that for a while now. I've lived here almost my whole life. And Are you a I, Prince super fan? I feel like everybody. <laughs> and by the way, I he's my favorite musician. So have you been to Paisley Park? I did. I actually went like about a month before he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell and me. he showed up to the party yeah. and no. he was so tiny and yeah. dressed like your eccentric aunt. I think he's yes. wearing a, a caftan or a moon <laughs> of some yes. sort. Yes, yes, And he, yes. he passed by me like this ethereal spirit, except was for he, he was like, still alive. It was, was he wonderful. in like pur- purple little booties? I always picture him in like a high-heeled boot. 
you know, I, I didn't see his feet. I just saw his Captain. wonderful jewelry and tiny so he, little body. So he's a tiny, hot little man in a bejeweled caftan. Yes. I mean, if that is not good vibes for starting this podcast, Tana, when you hear a tiny little rock star, sexy man in a bejeweled caftan, don't you think he needs to be our friend from the great beyond, like our patron saint? I wish I could have seen him as well. I went to that. There's a really nice... Uh, uh, Prince store in the Minneapolis airport. I bet there is. <laughs> Minneapolis loves Prince. As you know what? They freaking should mm-hmm. because that guy is a genius and a blast. And that guy loved to party and that guy mm-hmm. loved to make music. Like, and I think he, he was like pretty sober for a lot of his life. So like he loved to party and it was just like straight from like given to him from the divine guy. Like he just was a human party. The yeah, end. It was great. Wow. Our second guest. Um, she won my Easter bonnet. She won my hat. And she also, I made Elaine a hat, a cat hat, and I sent it to her and she put it on her son and she put it on her animal and she photographed it in and her email and nominee. She's so funny. She's been like such a top fan on our Facebook page. We, see, we know who's liking us. We notice you guys. We appreciate the support. She's freaking hilarious. She, I can tell she's a rascal. Ladies and gentlemen, Abby Green, tell us about yourself. Abby! What do you got, Abby? Where are you? What part of Earth are you on? This is so exciting. This is the best thing that's ever happened. Um, I am from D.C., Okay, but I am visiting my in-laws in Kansas City right now. And I was thinking, now that we know Nikki works at the hospital just down the street, I should go... Dude, mm. you're in. You should go in. Pretend you're a child. Like what? I, remember there was well, like the child. Actor, yeah, there was someone. Like oh, you have a child. Yeah. You have a child. <laughs> you should just like fake an injury for your son. You could be like that Munchauser thing, isn't that where they like the adults? You just no, it's by, by proxy. By, by proxy, or by proxy. Just I don't have to know the right word, but you you fake fake something. And but just, is it ethical to like? not need to go into a hospital during COVID and and bring my kid there. I mean, I feel like, (laughs) I mean, look, you're married. So I'm going to guess your in-laws probably aren't moving. How about this? When the pandemic ends and the frontline workers, when they're, when they, when they've all had a nice vacation and they're filled, their cup is filled back up, then you can go in. It's really Nikki you need to see. And yeah. I think, yes, it's very ethical for just for that, but not during <laughs> COVID. That. Not yes. during COVID, but yes, as a mother to lie about an illness to go meet a Bachelor contestant who they edited to look nice. And if you'd only seen last night, you'd think she was a charmer. She was confusing. She's confusing because she's a pediatric nurse and seemingly you're really good at mm-hmm. her job. She could, she's, I have questions about her. I have my, if I'd only seen that, I'd be like, that woman is my new best friend. She's an angel. But I have theories about nurses. Like I do think it's like very altruistic and all of that, but you also have this toughness that you're kind of not human because you're kind of like separated from it. it. That's interesting. You know what? what? Maybe she just intimidated. Maybe I'm, she definitely was tougher than me. Okay. Also with us, this is the video I saw. This is somebody who's not where she normally is. So her sister, Emily, um, her sister Emily nominated her. And Miss Erin apparently is a super fan of the podcast and has come and seen us live a few times. And her sister, um, we've been emailing her and 
you were driving through the night to go see her when, when she found out. And so she, they sent us, we should put it on our Facebook page. She videoed, (laughs) she was like, she was like, Hey, Aaron, what are you doing uh, at 7 p.m. like 7 p.m. on Tuesday night? Because we're recording at different time zones. And you're like, I don't know. And then she's like, you're going to be the guest pod. She's so cute. You finding it. You're like, what? 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 <laughs> she's like, Arden emailed. What? And uh, we're so excited to have you, ladies and gentlemen, Erin Frey. Hi. Hi. I'm very excited and very surprised all at the oh same god. time. Oh my god. Well, uh, your sister loves you and <laughs> apparently you love the podcast and we are so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Where I'm, do you I, normally live? What state do you normally live in? I also normally live in Washington DC. Uh, wow. Not far from Abby, it turns out. Um, but I am in Indianapolis right now for a few days. And we were, we did, we drove here because I'm afraid to fly right now. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Yeah. Uh, so we drove. It was nine hours and we got here and I was half asleep the next morning making breakfast for all the kids when my sister let me oh know god. that I would be on the podcast. Oh my god. We're so glad you're here. How did you guys feel when you found out you got Juan Pablo's season? So excited. Juan Pablo was the first season that I watched of The Bachelor. So he's your first. He'll always, mm -hmm. you have a special spot in your heart. You never forget your first. Now, Katie, Anna, I have to be honest with you because this is the most recent season that I've watched. I've never seen Juan Pablo before. We watched this after Pilot Pete. So this is the most recent season I've watched. I actually enjoyed this bachelor goat more than I enjoyed some of the other bachelor goats because it was interesting for my own brain to go on the ride of he's charming, he's charming, he's charming. Oh my God, he's like a piece of shit garbage fire dumpster, like the worst, worst per- human ever. How was it watching for you, Katie? It was, it was nicer because I didn't have to watch the whole thing, you know, just since we just watched it. But yeah, yeah it was interesting seeing how it kind of like went back and forth because it did it for each woman, you know, to be like with Andy. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, he's a fucking dick. Oh, with Claire. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, he said this shit to me in the helicopter. So that was really interesting to see how, how that went. Cause we haven't had a bachelor who would like, he's been the biggest, he was the biggest dick out of any bachelor that we've had. And we'll get to this, but it was interesting. You're right. Just to see it was the same thing of, he was both, to Claire and Andy in the suite, he was degrading. Yeah. Like he was actually like kind of a really degrading guy. And then with Andy and Claire, it was, I'm sorry, it was Claire, Claire and Andy. He was yeah. degrading. And both of them, he didn't ask any questions. It was the same thing. And it's almost like he'd already made up his mind that since they weren't going to be the one, he could just kind of dismissively just use their bodies or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, Tana, how did you feel watching it back? Um, I It's weird now that we've seen the end and know like how he turns out to be like yeah. in my recent memory. Um, I may have fast forwarded through some scenes cuz I was like, okay, I don't need to see him making out with anyone. I get it. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, but I was very surprised on many fronts that they truly truly still don't fuck with him like at all like they didn't even be like there wasn't even a maybe we'll get Juan Pablo it was just they so hate him no, I mean no one he does not even get a word in Brit I saw you shaking your head did, did you were aware that there was no Juan Pablo on the whole like was it was clear that he was not invited 
Well, yeah, because Chris kept showing us what all the ladies were going to say about five times before they said <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but I remember Chris hating Juan Pablo. Mm-hmm. So I was not expecting to see him last night. And then I didn't. Have any of you actually watched any of the GOAT episodes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you have. You have yeah. watched them. Do you? Ha- okay, Abby, do you hate the format as much as we hate the format? I don't as much. And I think part of it is that I've, I've been around Batch pretty much since the beginning on and off yeah. and caught up here and there. Yeah. But it's very interesting to see it be – I'm 40. And yeah. I watched them probably when I was or 25. Yes. And it's very interesting to see how I think about it differently, how I see them differently. Yes. And this one was a, a different experience because I just, you know, went with you guys through the Juan Pablo yes. stuff on Patreon. Was that Patreon? I don't know. No, that was, we did on the main one. We did okay. it on the regular one. On the I rig. can't keep them straight. <laughs> I'm sure trust me, I was such a fever dream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was interesting, but it's like, uh, yeah, I definitely... Um, view some of the relationships differently you know like I had I was very judgy at 25 and I kind of oh that's everything. interesting yeah and especially the women who are on or the people who are on who have children like I understand yes. now their language that I then I was like whatever you're just using it as an excuse which right. you should use your children as an excuse as much as you can right but not for that <laughs> Aaron did you watch the Juan Pablo season when it aired I did I watched Juan Pablo when it aired and I don't I didn't remember disliking Claire as much as I disliked her in recent years. Like ever <laughs> since the, the, what was the snow? The, winter the, game. Olympic, she was really rough in winter game. It was rough. Yeah. But then there was the jacuzzi and the, the date. Yeah. And the jacuzzi. Yeah. That was like my favorite you, part. You make an appointment. You have a appointment for jacuzzi. You have to make appointment. <laughs> if you make appointment for jacuzzi, you make it on time for that. You missed your appointment for the jacuzzi. Anna knows her dad runs a tight ship. Yeah, that's very, uh, I don't know. That was so German in that yeah. moment. Lori's yeah. <laughs> dad is German. And she was like, I could see my dad, Dieter, being like, y'all make your appointment for Yakuza. No, you missed the appointment for the Yakuza. Um, yeah, she was, I yeah, she got rough during Winter Games. And then her proposal to, what was his, the French guy? Benoit. 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 Poor Benoit. Benoit. But did they get married? No, I think mm-hmm. it was, from what I have heard, I think she was sort of being nice and accepting his proposal Mm. and like kind of, you know, it's like awkward. What do you do? I think she sort of gave him the grace of not getting turned down publicly and then kind of tied it up afterwards because I think she did not see that coming. I think that was like a real (laughs) sneak attack. Yes, Abby Green. So have you guys ever heard of Benoit Balls? No. Yes. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Same. Yes. Same. No, I didn't no, want to be that person, don't. but yeah. yeah so balls, don't pe- ladies put them up to like pleasure themselves and they're in their snooch or to- Katie. It's or, to or- strengthen. Oh, it's, it's especially like before you have kids or after you have kids, like it's like a muscle. So it's like exercise. a Kegel thing. Yeah. yeah. These balls and you hold them in and then that strengthens it. And that's all I can think of when they said his name was Benoit. Well, I remember, I feel like years ago, I, re- I read some, it's maybe that like bringing up baby, like that French lady got, and I remember they like immediately get that they're The French ladies are all like immediately get their lady parts just tightened back into shape immediately. Of course they do because they're better than us. Of course they do. They have the wine. They just immediately, yeah, their kids are polite. They eat like green beans (laughs) and they, you know, but then, but, but I, but it was like a Kegel thing and they're talking about getting it together. Tana, do you know about Benoit balls? 
No, I've never heard of that. Um, well, you learn something every day. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We're in Juan Pablo. He's like, well, and again, up top, he was kind of charming. I'm lucky America wanted me to be the bachelor. Um, and he said, I'm the first Latin bachelor, which again, should have been exciting, which was like, that's cool. He's hot. He's a dad. Like, all right. Like, I get why America was psyched. I mean, Britt, did you find him hot? It was your first season watching where you're like, this guy is hot. That is why I started watching because they had all these ads on and they were like, it's one you wary. And I don't hate Latin men. Dude, he's so, so I was, I was all for it. Well, he was fun. I feel like he yeah. was the last one that had like a ton of sex appeal. You know what I mean? Like they've had more Katie shaking her head. Uh, Katie, did you find him hot at first before you knew that he was El Garbage? Oh yeah. He was really hot and his accent is hot. And then, yeah. yeah, ever since then, it's just been like the whitest, plainest boy as humanly possible. It sucks because it would have been so fun if he'd maintained the guy that he was as advertised. Like how cool for ABC to see that America was ready for that. And like it felt like the problem was that he was like a gaslighter. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So we, he speaks the language of love and he's like, it's a, uh, he's got a special little lady and he had, uh, Camilla was the, the birth of Camilla. And they did cut out that he had to quit soccer. I know they, <laughs> they, they edited Camilla, stop my dreams. And it's the highest point of my life, but I'm looking for someone, a wife. I want to be understood and appreciated. And that's what I'm looking for. Did you guys know watching it back? Uh, Erin, did you think, watching back, knowing what you knew, did you buy even from the beginning that he was looking for love or did it feel like a bad acting part just now, watching back? No, I think he was, I don't necessarily think he was looking for love. I think he was looking for like a shell of a human being that would just look pretty Uh next to him and do whatever he said. Because even when he like, in the beginning, when he was welcoming them all, he kind of like he kind of treats them all like they are little girls. Yes. Like, the way that like when they walk up and he makes those weird faces at them and like, yes. like if a guy made a face like that at me, I would be freaked out. I wouldn't know what to do with that. You're right. And I felt like when there was that woman who like gave him the present, people were being fairly thoughtful. Like I brought this for Camilla and he was so checked out and dismissive. Abby, what did you think of that? Yeah, I, I definitely, first of all, Camilla during this season is exactly how old my kid was. So that yeah. was also just another thing of like, my kid doesn't know if I'm kissing it. This is ridiculous. And the fact that he's bothered by that stuff and not bothered about someday she's going to watch you mistreat women on television. Like, isn't that? Anyway. So yeah, the dynamic of kids, adults, and it even really clicked with me with Claire literally in this. It's like, I don't have a dad. I am a dad. Like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, she really needed something and thought he could give it to her. And that's right. It was like the broken piece. They fit fit together. Britt, do you have kids? I don't, no. Me neither. Um, but I just... I have cats. <laughs> exactly. I Here's a controversial statement. Has any bachelor or bachelorette who already had kids going in, have, have they been able to make this work? Because uh, can Jason you really Mesnick. marry... Jason, Jason Mesnick. Oh, okay. Yep. Except for the woman that, that wasn't... He didn't pick her. He picked the runner-up. He It was one of the goats where he switched... He did the switcheroo. Sure. I didn't watch that season either, but he like was the one sobbing on the railing. But um, no, Emily Maynard mm. did not. Katie, who else had kids? Did anybody else have kids or was it? It was Emily and Jason, right? Um, I 
think it was just them two. That's the only one, yeah. That I can remember. Because Juan Pablo is very much looking for a stepmom, or at least he kept saying that. Yeah. And can you really find somebody who, like, you want to get into the bone zone with, yes. you want to marry, and is also going to be a good stepmom in eight I, weeks? I mean, it, when we'll get to it, I actually think who he – I actually think his final two – I think Claire's – we can get to it. But I think the person he picked stood a chance, and it sounded like he just was not available. Like, if – like – you know, she's a pediatric nurse. She clearly actually really thought it out. Like, I think she real. like, I think she was being truthful. And the fact that she didn't move to LA, that she's still doing her job. I felt that she was sincere. And, but if you re- recall, which they didn't say, they didn't show like any family visits, both with their, like the women's families or his family. But if you remember, like his family was like, what do you like doing on the weekend? Well, I hope you like cooking for him as he sits inside his studio apartment watching sports all weekend. Like, cause you're not going anywhere or doing anything. You think you're going to the beach. You're not going to the beach. You're going to be like doing his dishes while he watches like soccer. <laughs> and it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. Okay, here we go. So we're also meeting, we're meeting some of the gals. I forgot about the gal with the bangs that Jerry, who was like feeding food to the camera that was like, open up, choo, choo, choo. Amy and- J. Annie J and she, she gave him a massage and he was like, that wasn't even a good massage. I do remember she sparks. She was Jerry's number one, like feel making his uh, undercarriage dance. He like, before he met our girl, what's her name? Charlene. 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 (laughs) Whoever, who Lori and Jerry going to fight over. So then my favorite, then we meet Lucy, the free spirit. We meet her. She's nude on the lawn with a hose. And then it was so funny now knowing what I know from Anna was that when she was like, you know, only true hippies have bare feet. And it was like, what did she say? Like, I'm going to shove this. Allegedly, it's like, I'm going to shove my Manolo Blahnik like so far yeah, up your ass. Gucci <laughs> heel is going to go up your. Yeah. She was basically like threatening to kick someone's ass over with her Gucci. Gucci heel. Her, it was always oh, something about her sister and like her sister's ex something. Her sister maybe taking someone's boyfriend. I don't remember exactly the details. And then she found out some girl was talking about it who was involved and she threatened to like shove her Gucci heel up her ass. Which I is- mean, nothing says hippie and free mm-hmm. spirit. Britt, have you ever threatened to shove your Gucci heel up somebody's ass? Oh, never with Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you got to save like my pay less heels. Well, yeah, you do like, sure. an, easy, yeah. an easy spirit. You do like a nice, a nice, you don't do the gooch, the gooch and the snooch. Okay. So then we have the mom, Cassandra. We meet her. She's a former NBA dancer. She's so sweet. We'll get to her. And then let's get to Claire. Claire gets out of the limo. And this could have gone one way or the other with a bachelor. A bachelor could have been like, this woman is batshit crazy. But she guessed right with his brand of like, there used to be a Tracy Morgan character on SNL that's like, I'm going to get you pregnant. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get you pregnant. Wasn't it the astronaut? It was the horny astronaut, right? Take you up behind the middle school and get you pregnant. I'm going to make you pregnant. And so I felt like when he, I don't think he, I almost feel that he was bummed that she wasn't pregnant. There was something when he saw her in that magenta dress with that like nine month bump. I felt he was like rocking such a little bobo, like so psyched. I, you are shaking your head, Aaron. Tell me, did you get that vibe? He was so horny for super pregnant Claire, and basically even said to her at the end, "I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna get you pregnant. I'm putting a baby in you, Aaron." 
I had totally forgotten. And I actually exclaimed out loud when I saw her get out of the limo last night because I had so forgotten how insane that was. That she's now the bachelorette. It's just crazy. You can literally do anything, but I get so uncomfortable with the, with the getting out of the limo. I like I it. cringe. <laughs> I kind of have to fast forward for, through it sometimes because the things that these people do just makes Dude. me so uncomfortable. It's tough because on the one hand, like I understand on the one hand, I, I can see my brain having low self-esteem thinking I'm not enough as myself just getting out of the limo. And then I could see the producer seeing an opening in my own self-doubt and being like, you're the silly one. The equivalent, I, you know, I would have been sweet Alexis in the dolphin costume, who, by the way, nailed it, committed to it. The mm-hmm. only person, the only person who can rock the Jojo was a unicorn. I mean, all right. Britt, okay. what do you wear? You know, I'm wearing my weird short in the front, long in the back. What's your panicky outfit? 2020 version or back to 2008. Oh. You can pick any era, any era of Bachelor. What? And you can make it an error. What is the error that you're going to make in your outfit getting out of the limo? And do you I have know. a girl? I think um, when I was in high school in like the mid 2000s, I think I gravitated towards the strapless dresses that went straight across. Yes. And that that's not a good look. Yes. It's, it's, it's not, <laughs> it gives you the things under your arms. Yes. Um, and you're doing I, this. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have anything to hold it up. It, yes. It, I think I, I was like, that's hot, but it's not. Would you do it? Would you have done that? Like a mini skirt or like a gown with like a slit? Would it have been? Ooh, yeah. A slit. I think like, ooh. Okay. Like yes, a gown with this. a slit. Yeah, Check yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask all of you, Abby, what's your get? You know, I'm doing, I'm panicking and I want to like show my legs. So I'm going mini skirt in the front. I'm probably going bright pink. And then I right, still want right. it to be like formal and be like, well, I'm in a mansion. So I'm having a train in the back and it's, it's not good. Debbie Ryan's wearing a tuxedo. What are you wearing, Abby Green? I think I go with Debbie. I truly thought that before she said it. So I'm not just stealing her idea. Sure, no, but I, I get like it. the, I like the tuxedo and a little, little side boob. Oh, little side boob action. Hi, so side there's a lot of cleavage action. Side tit tuxedo. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, what is your, any era, any era. I, I really liked from last night all of the rhinestones. Yes. There was a lot of rhinestone yes. all over the place, the shoulder strap rhinestones. Yes. Belt thing. So I think a lot of rhinestones, something very turquoise and bright. Yes. Inappropriately long. So I'd probably be tripping over it all night long. <laughs> yes. yes. Maybe too many ruffles in odd places. Yeah. I, My I, hair I, done like far too updo, like I'm in a wedding, but I'm yeah. at the bachelor. <laughs> I would have clip in hair. I would definitely have clip in hair, but then you'd start to see the clips and I'd get like <laughs> caught on the bachelor. Like, and then I wouldn't quite know how to redo it myself. And I try to clip them in at like various rose ceremonies. Was um, that the year that people were putting feathers in their hair, ooh. a clip in feather? I did Was notice that around that time that feels that there could be because I did notice that um, Nikki at the beach had this sort of like Coachella braided 1920s, but also mm-hmm. like hippie headband around the yeah. front. There was a lot of that kind of remember when Taylor Swift would do those little like almost like diamond crowns that yes. were around. I think that was the like the beginning of like the floral headdress, Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. kind of right. that. When you need to show you're a hippie, I, but you have to wear shoes. When you can Kardashian wear that to her wedding or something, like that was part of it. Yeah, I feel like it's that jam. 
Katie, I forget what your outfit would be. And I forget what Tana, Tana has a specific outfit too. I feel like I can't remember. I don't know if I ever had one. I think as a joke, I said I would like show up and just like sweats and be like, this is me. Fuck it. Like take it or leave it. But I don't know. I mean, I'd probably do something pretty simple and probably no heels because I can't wear heels. I have very bad knees. Okay. And then just try to be like as like normal as I as I usually look. I think I think I like that, you know, but I I don't know if I had anything specific. I mean, Charlene did that. But then Charlene. But then for the but then on a lot of dates, Charlene went mini dress, no back. A mm-hmm. lot of just like but I think that is her. That's not I mean, you know. I mean, like, by I'm the way, very... she looked great in it, so why not? Yeah, I think T- that's authentic T- to her. Tana, what would you wear? I think mine was all lace. Oh, okay. All lace. Just like almost where it's like coming up and like I'm suffocating in it like Like Lady Gaga. Like, yeah, like Lady Gaga. covering my, <laughs> my Elvira. I can see that. And then I can see your hair like in a mysterious like really deep 1920s or there's like Marlena Dietrich comb over where you're not quite sure like if your hair is connecting into your lace. Wait, my hair can come out of the lace. Yeah, like your hair is sort of like <laughs> braided down into the lace and you have one eye, almost yeah. like Phantom of the Opera. Like Phantom of the Opera into a hair lace contraction. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, if you know anything about like a Ben Higgins or a Peter Pilot, they'll love that. They're yeah. definitely open to something different like that. It's definitely like, you, Um, I'll just quote my tattoos all the time and be like, I need to be true to myself self as my tattoo <laughs> yes, as my tattoo say um so then we have claire she's fake pregnant and then and then she goes this is so not real it's lumpy for a big b <laughs> and he was like ay 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 and then she goes oh he has an accent for days um then we see andy again andy once again all i could hear was jerry saying um i'm a district attorney I'm in court and I just send people to jail. And I thought, ooh, doesn't age well. Uh, what did you think, Britt, when you heard that? How did you feel hearing Andy? So I really liked Andy when this yes. season was on. I, yes. She was my girl. I thought yes. she was so pretty. And I yes. think I just liked that she was a little bit edgy yes. and sassy. Yes. And so like I wanted to be into it. But after listening to you guys go through the season again and watching it to last night, I was like, no, girl, no, no. I mean, and I will say that I read her book. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because when I heard she was writing a book, I still liked her. I mean, I liked her season of The Bachelor. Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's writing a book. She's a lawyer. This will be great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember her saying that she does not read books. And when I read it, oh it was apparent she does not read books. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. So, wait a minute. Anna, wait. Wait a minute. So she wrote a book, but she doesn't read books. Yeah. For anybody and- of you on the fence about debating whether or not to pre-order my book, I read a lot of books. So I, I, I can't blame if you don't like it. I can't say it's not because I don't read because I actually do read. I read a lot of books. <laughs> and okay, you think so maybe both- if like a bachelorette contestant is writing a book, she has a ghostwriter. Yeah. I don't no think doy. she had a ghostwriter. I think no. she sat down at her MacBook and wrote this, and it's not good. She referenced drinking wine on, like, every page. I feel like that about Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, I know that's not, like, a I autobiography, started, but... I started reading it, and I, I actually... I was like, okay, I know everybody's reading it. I feel like I should read it just to know what it is. It was so badly written. That's the thing. It's so bad. It's so poorly written. I was like, is this what a bestseller is? And, like, you get a movie out of this? Is I, I, I just wondered, like, was it just that women were so starved for some platform to talk about, you know, 
I mean, more Katie, crazy sex stuff. I don't know. Did you guys read it? It was so, I, I, I felt like it was, and part of me is like, isn't there lots of like hot literature? Like why that right. book? If it's badly written, That's, why that book? Like, isn't I remember, there a, sorry, I was saying, I, I remember feeling that way about Twilight. Yes. Like, because oh. it, it was Twilight fanfic, and I, I think people wanted to read. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight mm-hmm. fanfic. So, yeah. Anna, you oh. didn't even like Twilight. Yeah. No, I thought it was. Neither are good. Or like a simple, it truly was. Like, they wrote it, or the woman wrote it to, like, so, like, 12-year-olds could read it, and then, like, also, like, 45-year-olds re- could read it. Like, it was just such a giant, like, uh, like they just wanted to cover all the bases. So it was, it was right. almost truly, really like, the most simple writing. Like, yeah, I mean, I I'll can't imagine you, how Andy writes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will tell you Fifty Shades of Grey story. When I think of Fifty Shades of Grey, JJ bought it. She didn't know what it was, and she was in New York. She's like, this is on the bestseller list. So she bought it, and the woman was like, "You might." it was right when it came out. She was like, you might want to put this in a bag. It was, like, scandalous. <laughs> and she was like, oh, 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 my. And then when the hurricane, the, the New York hurricane, Sandy, when Sandy hit, um, my mom was in Rhode Island. My dad was in New York. My brother was in New York and my dad would not leave this apartment. He was on the 14th floor and people kept, he wouldn't leave. He had diabetes. People keep delivering him like batteries. And like, he had a, he had a flashlight and a tub of water and just like one jar of peanut butter. And apparently all he did was just use his flashlight to read 50 shades of gray, which is like the grossest thing. So then my brother had to go get him and like drive him to Brooklyn. Cause my brother had power and my sister-in-law would, who's very sweet and a little more conservative. And she would just text me photos of my father sprawled out in the middle of their living room couch in front of their son at like, like 10 in the morning in boxer shorts. And it would just say your father, 10 AM, my living room, reading 50 shades of gray (laughs) in the middle of it. And he asked my guy, he was like, let me ask you a question. Have you ever made a grown woman blush? And that was, I was like, Oh my God, you're you're out, sir. Sir, you are disgusting. Can you even, is that not the grossest? That is the grossest 50 shades of gray. You don't want your dad reading that in public, grossing out your sister-in-law. And that's how you go into comedy ladies. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, if that was TMI, I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) Anna, Anna, are are you stunned? (laughs) No, no. It's like, I'm not, I read your book. I know. I know what to expect. (laughs) Would your dad do that? Would your dad read Fifty Shades of Grey in public? Um, no, but he does look at like these on his um iPad. He'll be like scrolling, and he'll like I don't know where he finds they're like these weird like immigrant Iranian blogs for like dads. I don't know how he finds these things. They're all shared from like one wino to another. My dad's friends. Yeah, and then he'll just show me a photo and be like, "Look at this woman with big boobies!" Oh my god! Oh my god! Like. Mary, why are you looking at this? He's like, it's so funny. And it's like a woman who walks in with big boobs and a bunch of guys like, oh, and he's like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, no. Here's what you need to know about Anna's dad, which is so spectacular. Anna's dad, his main love affair in his life, from what I can tell, he's a grown ass man with a very best friend. It's Mm -hmm. his best friend. And they hang out every day Mm -hmm. and they wear identical clothing every day yeah, so if they're in purple eyes odds they're both in purple eyes odds and they hang out every day in matching outfits and they're best friends and they love to like dance in yards and play games and have a cocktail and just party is that an accurate statement yeah Anna? and during covid they hang out in the back of pickup trucks together in parking lots 
So they like each sits on the one end of the park in the pickup truck, like bed, and they just like hang out with their masks on and like drink wine and. Park. They're like, I can't quit you. Yeah. I can't quit you. <laughs> you had me at other. hello. They didn't see each other for like two months, and they were like broken. My mom was like, "All he does is complain." It's like you had coronavirus. You just you need to chill. But he would just wait a minute. Do they plan time. their outfits like how? Like let's say no, let's say I, that Aaron and Abby become best friends. Like. How, how do you make sure that you're going to wear the same outfit every day? Well, I think they have the exact same personality. So because I don't think they plan because sometimes they don't acknowledge it. They don't say anything. They just show I've up seen photos and you're yeah. like, what in the heck is happening? Like, Everyone is else points it out and they're like, what? We're right. best friends. Right. It just is what it is. And you're like, OK, but OK. They, I think they just both have the exact same sense of style. They're both from a very like small region in Iran that addresses a certain way, which is like red ties, bright pink and purple polos. I don't know why, but that's their aesthetic. I've they seen a lot of pictures of him in a purple polo. I love a salmon polo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you this and we'll give when I was in Sweden and Denmark. I'll tell you, I always wondered who buys the polo shirts where the actual horse and rider is the size of a salad plate. My dad. Yeah. It's, and it's also, it's also Sweden and Denmark. Like the big, you can't get a large enough horse on, (laughs) on, like with a, with a mallet, like a Prince Harry riding, like you cannot get a large enough one. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the four main ladies that capture Juan Pablo's heart. You guys, how fun is this fan episode? Come right down. I love it. It's so much fun. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take. A pee break. All right, we're back. And here we are. Juan Pablo is taking us on a date. He's picking up Claire. And clearly, I believe this must have been around when Fifty Shades of Grey came out because the women could not believe he blindfolded her. I'm curious. Anna, will you look that up and see if this, what year Juan Pablo was and what year, around what year Fifty Shades of Grey? Because I felt like there was a lot of like, I can't believe he blindfolded her. Like, and like the women were kind of jealous. And Claire kept being like, from that moment you blindfolded me. Like, it really, did you notice that, Britt? Were you a aware of the blindfold situation um yeah i i noticed elisa's reaction she said i could not believe when he put a blindfold on her it was crazy yeah is that crazy it was it was there was way too much weight for like it Mm -hmm. was like right i think she was half jealous and half she was jealous she was like i can't (laughs) believe anna what did you find out okay his season was 2013 but 50 shades of gray came out 2015 so so the book did or or i bet the movie came out in 2015 because i think the book i think the the hurricane was before that oh you're right 2011 yeah, I so I think I and they so they probably recorded it maybe in 2012 at the end, I think. And then he probably started in January. So they were probably like, oh, my God. And there was also all the sequels. So I'm sure they're like, oh, my God, she got blindfolded. I cannot believe he blindfolded her and then took her on what I think Juan Pablo's season, they didn't show many of them, but I thought he had a lot of great dates. Like, even though he sucked, I thought the dates were great. I thought, and I know Jerry thought differently. I thought the sledding in Los Angeles was so cute and fun. I mean, that was expensive. She was chosen first. 
she I, she feels like that sort of person who does buy the whole Disney Cinderella print. Like there's enough. She's almost perfect for this franchise. Like it feels like there's enough damage there that it's really like, I'm going to get my happily ever after. Like, did you, Abby, do you agree? What did you think of this date? How did you feel about all of it? I thought it was great. Um, strangely, I actually love Sacramento. It's like one of my favorite cities. I've lived everywhere and people joke about it, but it's a very cute town and I highly recommend I, it. I've never um, been there. Um, yeah, it's very cute. Um, but I remember, I think it was Lori saying that she had never been anywhere else. She right. had never gone anywhere. And so for right. someone from Sacramento where the, there might be snow and stuff, but to me, I mean, I assume Martin can agree. Like that was like a new England experience. And it so for her to do that, and it's fun. all it's so, so fun, it's fun so and just so, you know, completely takes over and she has her own world. And then the time when she went in the ocean with him, that was big for her because she's like, I've never been in warm ocean and right. I'm finally not feeling Which anxious. They didn't show which they didn't show yeah Aaron French what do you got because well, it's perfect for her because she's so dramatic like yeah. I did notice last night the way you know how like she moves her lips and she like does the breathing thing and like in the car she's like oh, I have to like get, like get herself centered or whatever so it's like the perfect date for her because she's so dramatic that she gets to just like lose her shit all over the place and about yeah. the snow and it's amazing I get like carried around and then they get in the hot tub and she's like, Fall you know, down. yeah, it's like the fun fantasy. Where did you see? I, I loved this day. I was like, it's starting off strong. This is a fun season. He was fun. He seemed to be asking questions so far. So good. How did you feel about this? Britt Paulson. Well, yeah, I mean, super cute date, especially for someone from California who hasn't been in snow. I mean, that's been my life living in Minnesota. So (laughs) I I would not have been a good person for that date. But yeah, I mean, they have two hours and they get to do a little skating, a little sledding, everything. I also wrote down that he wrote or that he said, I remember Claire getting out of the limo as funny, clever and easygoing. And I thought, huh. I remember her, her kind of crazy, fake pregnant <laughs> and like, like a little bit of a wild card. <laughs> yeah, clever, yeah. funny, clever. He was horny from her for mm-hmm. the get go. Yeah. And yeah. on that date, I just want to say the quote that she said, I am a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent open to opening myself up. Like, the lines are just so beautiful. She's a, well, then we also, we see, oh yes, yes, honey. Yes. Aaron. I- I, I just also thought it was a little bit creepy the way that she kind of like when she was telling him about herself, the way that she kind of like baby voiced that her dad had brain cancer. Yeah. The way she said it, it like almost made me kind of throw up a little bit. But, and, and then, but it was like he just ate it up. He could not get enough of that. Oh, yes. Anna. Uh, I have to jump off. Anna, no. Where are you going? Sorry, I have to go do Las Culturistas now and then. I love them. That. Please tell them I say hi. I will. Okay. Thank you, Anna. So Thank you, Anna. Anna. Bye, Tana. Bye, Tana. Bye, Tana. Tana, Anna. Hey, Tan. Stay Bye. cool this summer. Um, you know, it was an interesting thing. It just even like there's parts of Claire when I watch back her package, my heart really goes out to her. You know, it's like she's the baby of this family. Her dad seemed great. You know, he seemed, and, and he seemed like just this sweet guy that was protective of her. And 
and with the way she was phrasing it, you just your heart breaks for her of her being a young person and saying, are you going to die? And he says, yeah. And then he made this DVD. And again, watching back, I know she doesn't play it for him, but I kept thinking, don't show it to Juan Pablo. Please don't play it for Juan Pablo. Don't, don't play it for Juan Pablo. I wonder if she's shown it to anybody, but like it does, you do see how on paper, it almost just feels like it was too long ago. She's sort of the perfect bachelorette. She has this heartbreaking story. She did stand up to him, but there's a part of her that's like, <sighs> she's no Jojo or Caitlin. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the, like, Katie, what did you, what do you, how did you, how do you feel about our newest bachelor? You know what? She's only going to be around for like an hour and a half. Of our- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's fine. I mean, she seems, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I feel bad like saying anything bad about her to be honest. Well, I feel like my heart really went out for rewatching yeah. it. And again, I know Jerry felt very passionately about it, but it's like rewatching it. I felt that she stayed true to herself. She liked this guy. Yeah. He was treating her a certain way. She thought they were falling in love and we'll get like, and, and then he disrespected her yeah. and my heart really broke for her because like the fact that it sounds like guys have done that in her past yeah. where, where, She's a sexy lady and like she seems like a nice person and like an open hearted person and that she like that her heart would go on the line and that she would then just be used for her but, body. But she stood up for herself, which I, which I was, really respected her for. I thought that me was too. Yeah. rewatching it. I actually feel that if she had been on last year, we would be so psyched. It was yeah. almost just because if we hadn't seen her in winter games, if we hadn't Bachelor seen her, yeah. Paradise. Oh. yeah, like all the paradise. It's like, if this has just been her and then they just made her to the bachelorette, she would have been a great, great bachelorette, yeah. but we can't not see the jacuzzi date. <laughs> I mean, Britt, how did you feel? Was it great? Like this date was great. And I was rooting for her. How did you feel about Claire? Yeah, I, I always really liked Claire while also understanding that she has um, a little bit of cray-cray, yeah. which, which is good. I think it would make a good season. I think even if she had gone the whole way through, we would be in for a very entertaining season. Yes. But Me the too. fact that it's you know going to be all in quarantine and maybe like, yeah, she didn't want to mess around anymore. I'm, I'm fine watching a couple episodes of Claire and then switching over to Tasha. I know. It'll be fun. Of, it's be kind fun. of like a fun buffet. We yeah. get both. Yeah. So then she said, and I want to know if she's the first, she can't have been the first person to say this. She goes, I'm having a blast. Check. He's hilarious. Check. I feel like a kid again. It's that Ben Higgins and uh, Lauren when like the, 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 I feel like a little kid again. A little, like a horny little kid, like, like a horny little kid just going on a day. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Abby, how do you feel when you hear, I feel like a kid again? Yeah. It's just, once I sort of got that idea of like, this really is a daddy issue situation. And I just, so many things just seem gross to me. Then I noticed that when when Andy talks, when anyone talks, he's touching their nose, he's like cleaning off their face. And like, that's obnoxious to do even as a mother. I know I'm annoying my kid when I'm doing it, but I would never do that to a man. Like it just, he just felt like he was so infantilizing her and that she, it's exactly what she wanted. I'm like, like, you're, you're absolutely right. And 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 at one point she was like, I just want to know who's the man that's going to stand up for me no matter what forever and ever. And the truth is it's your dad. Like, Love is hard, you know, like even if you find the perfect person, they're not going to stand up for you every single time. Like you're looking for unconditional love that your dad can't give you right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, she's the youngest of six 
girls. Yeah. So I think her dad was probably the only real male influence right. that she had. And although he was a great guy, you need other influences and to, you know, really navigate, you know, relationships. Abby Green bringing it. Aaron French, I see your hands up. Take it, hon. I know you just said the face touching and it grossed me out a lot. It made me itch. I noticed, (laughs) I I think I I noticed it more last night too, just rewatching, but he was always touching their faces and it made me worry about their makeup. And then like, (laughs) I felt like they were going to all break out because he just kept like touching them. And then he would move their hair for them. If someone was touching my face that much, I'd probably just start smacking. When he, when Andy's trying to stand up for herself, Yes. And, and he's like, when he's, and he's like, no, you tell me. She's like, no, you, why you? And he's, and he's like touching her face. Oof. I just want her to like bite his finger. <laughs> Britt, how did you feel with all the face touching? It's not good. I mean, especially when it was like on the nose. I was like, what is that? Yeah. What, what? Yes. I don't No, 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 no. So, so then uh, I will say Claire was not, ice skating is really hard. I've grew up in New England. You go ice skating. Ice skating is much harder than roller skating on the ankles. Claire was not good, but then she got better. I have to say for somebody who started out so terrible at ice skating, she was actually doing a very good job skating backwards. And I was like, you get at it, girl. Did you? Yes. Did you notice that Erin? Were you worried for her with her ice skating skills? I thought it was pretty incredible how suddenly she changed and was just magically able to skate very skate well. Backwards, like mm-hmm. skate, like mm-hmm. date, like couple skate backwards. Yep. And she also knew how to get up by slamming her, the end of her skate into the ice to stand up when he was helping so her you, up. Do you think she was faking not knowing how to skate? I think she was playing the part of being oh, a lovely helpless, lady who helpless. needed some help. A damsel. Katie's shaking her head. Katie, get on on this. How do you feel? Do you think she was playing a damsel in distress? Yeah, I think she was. Yeah. Kind of, I, I kind of agree. I was like, it's kind of like one of those things when a girl like pretends like, oh, I don't know how this works. Can you help me? Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You couldn't, I didn't notice the get up part, but you, you can't skate backwards like that. Yeah. If you can't, if you've never skated, did you notice that Brett? Yeah. I mean, the way she fell was like very, very slowly and then landing on her butt. And it was just very like <laughs> symmetrical the way she did it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little clumsy. If I fall, it's not going to look cute. No, me yeah. too. So then but anything final on our date with Claire before we move on to the date with Cassandra? Okay, because we'll have more Claire time later. So we have Cassandra. God, she's cute. Boy, is she lovable. She's so sweet. I am rooting for Cassandra on Earth. She's beautiful. She's this young mom with her son who's two years old. Trey, he's the best baby ever. And she just wants to know that it's worth it to be away from her son. And then she's like, I'm a protective mom, but I want to focus on me a little. I don't want him to be in pre-K. He's two. And he's like, oh, you're protective? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, you're, I see this I see you're looking concerned. Abby green. <laughs> I was really loving Cassandra last night. I thought she seemed so darling. Take it, Abby. She's so darling. I just wonder, like they, she said there that she had an 18 month old, uh, like I literally wrote down like her vagina could still be bleeding, you know, like, Oh uh, yeah. Poor so honey. Early, yeah. You're probably still breastfeeding. Like right. I just, I can't imagine being in the mindset of looking for love at that moment. Also, I'm not a single mom, so I can only imagine like that you yeah. want to take that. 
but just how little he understood what that really means. Dude, you know, when he's like, well, she's in school, he's in school, he's 18 months old. Like, you don't even know. He's 18 months old. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a random person without a kid would know that he has a child. I know you'd think when he was like, why is she not in pre-K's? He's 18 months old because he's 18 months old. Uh, Aaron, how did you feel watching that? I just felt bad for her because I do think she's very sweet and I think she's a single mom and she probably got to that point where, you know, the baby's a little bit more self-sufficient and it, you know, eats real food. And she's like, oh, maybe I can like do something nice for me right now. And then she probably got there and was like, oh shit, like I left my baby and this guy's kind of weird. And yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for her. Me too. Britt Paulson, how did your heart feel? Yeah. I mean, obviously she's super sweet and you could see that she was really nervous to tell him yeah. that she had a kid. Like she visibly relaxed after she got that off her chest. Yes. Really good. Cause I mean, she's 21. She's super hot. And if she's been trying to get with any guys before Juan Pablo, they're probably like, Oh, as soon as they find right. out she has a kid, but oh, you know, he's, right. he's a father. She thinks this is a, he, probably okay. And he seems to be the kind of guy that like, he wants to get you pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, he's oh, like, yeah. wait, you're a mom. Like, well, we see. I mean, they're so special. The you're my special one. Special. You're my special one. They yeah. did not edit. This clearly to me watching this back when you could have had Rachel's season. Like, you could have had. There's so many other good seasons yeah. you could have done. This was clearly an audition for America to be like, remember how great Claire was? Like, there was a lot they didn't show of yeah. this season. And they showed they a lot of Claire, too. And they did not show Claire. They they edited out anything that they didn't show her with sneaking into the water mm-hmm. and the night date. Like, yeah. they kind of glossed over. They protected her from, like, America's, like, prudish America judgment. Like, this was her, you know, they normally they would have edited that in, I think. But no, they're setting her up that she was looking for love. So then we have, okay, so, so they're, they, you know, then we meet Nikki. She's a pedi- pediatric nurse. She doesn't want to settle. And, um, and she, he's like, why do you want to work with kids? It's like, mm, <laughs> why wouldn't you? And so kids? she's like, there's an innocence. There's a lot of hope. Even the sickest kids make me happy. There's compassionate. I'm a huge hearted. And, and you could see they didn't give her much airtime last night because she, she was sort of nasty to the other women. But this edit, she really came off great. If this is all I saw, I would be like, wrap her up. She's perfect for you. Um, he, she, she did seem thoughtful. She said, I've thought long and hard about what being a stepmom would be like. And I, you know, I think I'm ready for it. I think I'm qualified and I feel butterflies. I feel giddy. I do have butterflies. And so like you could, if I wish I didn't know the other stuff about Nikki, how do you, Abby, you rewatched with us. How did you feel watching this last night about Nikki? I mean, Nikki, I, I didn't see a huge difference in because especially when you started to realize like what a douche Juan Pablo is and she does seem kind of vapid. Again, the, the thing I really noticed the difference was what I remember from whatever year it came out. It was all about Andy. I felt like they barely cared about Claire. Obviously, Andy was then going to be the bachelor, but they made a bachelorette. They made a huge thing about her exit, not about Claire's. From what I recall, I don't know if anyone else remembers differently, Mm -hmm. but I just remember being like, look at Andy. She put him, she sent him home, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, Claire did too. That's cool. Right. So, and I a guess, lot more about that. I mean, I get that's interesting because, like, again, because I didn't watch it in real time, but it seems like um, Andy, it seems like Andy, um, 
you know, it's almost like she's number one and she got it. She was hot and cool and had this big job. And then, and then Claire was, this, you know, you can see why they called on her second. Did Andy, was she a good bachelorette, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was. And she picked that guy, Josh, right? Yeah. That was okay. Yes. Yeah. Aaron French, give it to me. Well, so I think that Andy, like everybody liked her because she was the strong woman and she was, she stood up for herself and she right. basically, she decided on her own that so, she didn't so like mm-hmm. him and right. realized that he was kind of an asshole and she just, right. she was out. And so I think that at the time when it aired, you know, if you now some of her comments are troubling right but right at the time she was a tough girl and she right. was standing up for herself so she was some kind of like role model and then right. she became this like super fun bachelorette person and did you know watching her season that josh was not a good guy was it we like oh no you're did he seem like a good guy you, no. you saw him on on paradise yeah, he's the one that went at it with Nick. He just no, like know. oozed he chewed, that gross, he like cheese. So, yeah. so <laughs> Brent, did you, did you like? Did you like him on Josh? No. no, no. You could tell he was bad because of his eyebrows. They were very, very dark and manicured, oh. and it was just like. Like I, don't, I don't know. Look at Katie's dying. <laughs> I don't know. Do like you remember that, Katie? Bring it to. Do you remember his manicured, dark eyebrows? <clears throat> yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember he just like. He seemed like he tried too hard. And he also, I remember he seemed like very possessive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Aaron, how did you feel about Andy and and Josh? Well, I think I remember Josh being like the guy that you're not supposed to date. And you're not, you, all of your friends are warning you about, but you're just kind of caught up in that. Because like, he's hot. He's hot and he's a tough guy. And he kind of like will take care of you type of person. Right. But then that all flips and he becomes a crazy like you right. know, abusive person. Right. Right. Um, but, but I remember liking her and thinking that she was fun and like all her dates were fun. And, and she kind of, she was Caitlin before Caitlin. Was right. Really, okay. Yeah. This is so, I, I yeah. feel like you guys are doing, you're, you're really taking on Lori's role and she'll be so happy to hear you guys. Uh, <laughs> Abby, what do you, did you just raise your hand? Abby? Yes, I did. So I was right. going to say this earlier, but I feel a lot of affinity to Andy because I was actually in law school while yes. she was the bachelorette yes. and I was both a public defender and a district attorney. Yes, honey. I have said the sentence. I don't read. I just send people to jail. I have said that sentence. And so I'm very <laughs> curious to hear what you guys think, because that truly is what the job is like. When I was a public defender, I was in Alaska in Anchorage and I was in court five days a week in the morning in jail. And then five days a week in the afternoon out of it, like in court, like out of custody. Whoa. Truly. I didn't have time to read any, like the, at least, especially when you're starting your career. My guess right. is that she's just sort of starting right. to be district attorney. Right. So you do drunk driver, drunk driver, drunk driver. Like you literally just like, right. It's, right. it's almost like the DMV or something. Like right. it just genuinely is like that. Right. And so I don't know. I just wanted to put that perspective because I, I oh, truly, like, I've said that before. Okay. I've that makes that. me, that make, gives me a little compassion. When you phrase it like that, when you phrase, you know, the don't read the time constraints, do you go to jail I mean, for drunk driving? Katie, what are your thoughts? I was just going to say then how she must have quit her job then to go on the show, right? Because like, was Rachel how could she have taken that time she's off? Lawyer. She's civil litigation. 
Yeah. How could Andy? Did Andy yeah. quit? So did yeah, she ever she been never, a DA since she? She never went back. I, 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 yeah, you must. Went. You have to quit. I mean, I feel like that's the type of job where you can't be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to go on The Bachelor. I'll see you right. guys in four months." Like they're not going to be like, "No." <laughs> possibly, but also matters what level you're at. Because like when I was the lowest levels, like there was ten other law students in line to take my job. Like, yes, I mean, but yeah. if you in leave, way, that's the thing. So you don't get your job back. Right. You yeah. might not. Right. But it's not uh-huh. like you've dropped ranks. Like that's the thing too, is there's district attorneys everywhere in the country. Yeah. Like it's something that people do. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't crazy. In different places are harder or, or more wanted jobs based yeah. on if how big the city is and things like that. So I don't think that she would have just gotten her job back if she had left for the bachelor. Right. Cause yeah. she was in Atlanta. Yeah. I think so. so that's a bigger, that's a bigger, wasn't she? Yeah. That's a Miami, was it Miami? Where, no, Atlanta. I think it was Atlanta. That sounds right. Oh Guys, I mean, and she was so cute too. I mean, she was mm-hmm. like fit and cool and cute. And she could, she didn't, she could kind of hang and kind of like stay confident. Um, so then we have, then we see them. I did enjoy when they were playing soccer and we saw sweet Charlene get hit in the face with that soccer ball. <laughs> Poor Charlene, this beautiful woman that was too good for this franchise. They had like a, they caught an angel, right? This angel, an opera singing angel deigned to come on and just like be thoughtful and just different. And she had to play one of these group dates and just was like a magnet. Her face was like a magnet for the soccer ball. Britt, how did you feel watching that? Are I you mean, an athlete? Talk to me, honey. They really started out by knocking her down a peg in this edit. <laughs> like They're like, you think you're classy? I'll kick you in the face. Yeah. Oh, you think you're better than us? You read? You read. <laughs> You've been to Germany? Sing yeah. opera? Yeah. What do you think? Okay, you better than yeah, me? I'm that, go was, that was rough. Yeah, but I totally get Jerry and Laurie's obsession with her. I also really liked her because she is so cool and so pretty and just so like eloquent. And I, I love her. You know what? Like, honestly, now that I've been through the full season and I've watched so many seasons now, she is truly like grace personified and fun and different in a way that was like she was playful, but also reserved and like. She wasn't going to get sucked into the machine and she was mm-hmm. true to herself and she was classy. Mm-hmm. Except uh, for when she was kissing. Oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about that. So they go on a boat and um, she was so clearly horny for him. Like she was so like wanting more and he was like, okay, okay. Like they kiss on the ball field and like the backless dress. And, and let me just say, I don't know if I'm the best kisser on earth. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to belittle. Everybody's got a different, but I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, like, so this is a, it's a kissing style that doesn't film well. Maybe it feels good yeah. to kiss against, but it's like this hot, graceful, Grace Kelly angel who visually doesn't have a good looking kiss. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Aaron French? I would agree with that. It was very distracting. I, I, I try not to study the kisses because, again, it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I thought that she seemed really into it. And I kind of liked that she owned it, that she's like, he's super hot. Yeah. I'm really into him physically. Yeah. He's just kind of a dum-dum. And yes. I need somebody who's as smart as me. It was weird to actually see desire. Like mm-hmm. you could see she desi- she wanted to keep kissing him in a way that he was almost pulling away from. 
And you could see that she knew he was more of a dumb dumb. Britt, what what struck you? Like when you saw the kiss, what was it about it? See, I I don't know that I'm going to blame her. I think they may just have mismatched styles. Fair enough. That's fair. I'm, because we if, love her. Yeah. And if I go on The Bachelor, I'm going to hire someone to practice yes. making out with on camera with, and, and watch it back. And film. Yeah. I know. So I'm going to do smart. that before I go. I think. That's really smart. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to do you hire people too. to make out with? That's. I'm going to hire legal, people right? to make out. That's fine. That's a, okay. you get a pass for that. To right. then go on the, a dating show, that you get a pass for that. That's okay. fine. Um, Abby, did you notice the kissing style? I did. And I also think, I think it can be possible, you know, like two different people just have different styles, but I would also imagine that he is not someone that's going to accommodate, right? Like I don't see him as being someone who's like, oh, she likes it that way. Okay. I'm going to figure out, like, I don't think he gives a crap. To be fair to him. And I can't believe I'm having Juan Pablo's back. (laughs) He did not look like a bad kisser with the other women. Yeah, that's true. Because some guys have looked like bad kissers and I'm not, I don't mean to be mean. He seems like a nice guy. Colton did not look like a good kisser. Ari was kind of disgusting, but he could occasionally, once in a while, when he was on Emily Maynard's season, throw a kiss. And I say, I know I say I started a Caitlyn season. I did start a Caitlyn season. If you guys listen, I watched the Emily Maynard season with Lori when I was in Atlanta so I could understand who Ari was. I did that on the podcast. Anyway, I have a question about Charlene. Yes. Talk Do to you us. guys think that the kissing would have translated if they had gone to the fantasy suites? Do you think that they would have had good sex or like really, That's really a great bad question. sex? I'm going to let the ladies say, I'm going to let Katie start because I feel that Katie is very good with the bone zone quality of good sex, bad sex for, I feel like she's our, our sort of barometer on will you sit this rose. Katie, I feel like they would not have had good sex. I feel like. The kissing, it did seem a little mismatched. I think Charlene was way too in her head. I think she's probably great at sex. I'm sure she and her husband have a wonderful sex life. I hope they do. But I feel like on the show, it just would have been, um, she just would have been in her head about it, you know, and probably like, also, he would have been a dick, as we know. So therefore, that probably wouldn't have helped. Um, It sounds like he wasn't a dick to Nikki. And I do know he really put Charlene on a pedestal. That's true. He might have tried hard. He might have yeah. had a Madonna whore thing. Like, I know a few guys that are like that. Not to trash them. A lot of them are Geminis, the evil twin thing where they have, like, you're either, like, a pretty, pretty princess or, like, a dirty, dirty whore. And, like, <laughs> like some guys have that. And I feel like he might have that Madonna whore thing. And I feel that Nikki, maybe because she was a pediatric nurse, I feel that she didn't get the same Juan Pablo that Claire and Andy got in the bedroom. Just a thought. Okay, Abby, do you think they would have had good sex? No, because I think that's where I was kind of going is like part of it is like caring about your partner and reading them and understanding them. And he just seems so tone deaf to kind of anything that you should say to a woman. I don't know. I just at the same time, he could be he could be like, I don't think he'd make love to you, but I know he's gotten around. He's gotten experience. Yes. Aaron, chemistry. What do you think? I think one of them would have thought they had good sex. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was an interesting thing watching back. And then we saw, we saw her after the fact. So we're not done with Andy yet. Andy continues on. We saw her after the fact present day in her big apartment in New York city with stare to have a duplex in New York. That's a big apartment. Um, and then I was confused as to how they met Nick Vial. Yes. I was confused. 
confused. It was like he was hitting on Charlene, but like, were they together? He was like, like, and that it didn't, and he, he was like, it didn't work out with Charlene. It's like, yeah, because you were living with Charlene. Like, I don't, what do you mean it didn't work? Out? Obviously, it didn't work out. But then you still stayed friends with the guy that's trying to fuck your girlfriend. Uh, Katie, what, talk to me. What was that? The, the way I understood it was it was like right when, what was his name? Andy or something? No, what was the husband's mm-hmm. name? Uh, whatever mr charlene so when when they first started dating they were out yeah and i think nick file hit on charlene but she was like dating this guy who she then ended up marrying that's the way i took it but But it was like cool enough to be yeah I i think he probably was like hey man that's my girl and then maybe they like followed each other on twitter and became friends that's the way like i kind of saw it happening like the way he explained it what did you think of Nick Vial sliding in? Did you think he was a sex, like a, as last week's uh, Jerry and Miles saying that he is the walking dead boner sex walking the earth, <laughs> hitting on Charlene and then befriending Charlene? What did you think? I mean, that, that really tracks with what I know of Nick's personality. <laughs> of course he hit on Charlene. He's made the rounds in Bachelor Nation and apparently he can sink his hooks into the guys as well. I mean, there's a lot of those guys from Paradise that are like best friends with him, right? I've heard He's like, fun in people person. say that Nick Vile's my best friend. He's like, fun in right. person. Abby. Didn't Rob Benedict say that he hit on, no. Was it Rob Benedict? Said he hit on, he, Nick Vile hit on his wife? Like when they were first together. That's amazing. I, re- I recall that vaguely that he was like, yeah. I don't know if it Somebody was. Just, it wasn't probably not like, Rob because Rob's no. been with his wife since college. He was with his wife. Yeah, it wasn't. That, it was somebody. Who? That wouldn't stop Nick. Come on. You're right. But I don't know how he would meet his wife because his wife was is an attorney. Oh so and I think like a pretty big corporate lawyer or something. So I don't know how. Nick would have encountered her, but yeah, it was, it was it's some- possible. It's, I mean, anything's yeah. possible. Anything's I, I hope for somebody that that's true. I don't know. Aaron friends, what's on your mind. I'm just confused as to how Nick has time. Nick, like I know him, but like, like we're on a first name basis, but like yeah, how sure. he has time. There's so many women that we've heard that he like, and most of them are bachelor world people, but then it's like, that's a lot of time and effort. And it, it makes me tired to think about. <laughs> I'm so offended. I've never been hit on by a bachelor contestant. I will say when I met Dean, he, he, he might've been, he might've been drunk. I'm not sure, but we did outside lands and he was, and he looked at me and he goes, cause we talked on the phone. I was trying to get him to come up and do outside lands. And then he goes, wow. Um, your voice, he goes, you're so much prettier in person. Your voice is so annoying on the phone, which was like that the counts. biggest, that counts as getting hit on by Dean, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Totally. Right? Totally. I would take it. Yeah. You're so much prettier in person. Your voice is so annoying on the phone. I kind, I don't want to like start a rumor, uh, TMZ, but I might've gotten hit on by Dean years ago. Katie, do you consider Boom. that a hit on? Yeah, definitely. He negged you for sure. Like that's oh, that's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> What's a thing? yeah. That, neg, that's a way yeah. to. What is a neg? Uh, it's like when you diss someone as you hit on them, right? Oh Am God. I understanding I, that right? I've been. Should with I Anthony go for Dean? Should I go try to get that band? <laughs> I think you should. He's so hot. Well, He's, he has that ring, Arden. I mean, oh yeah, they uh, they wear the rings, but they don't believe in marriage because they don't want the government. Right? To know. They don't believe in marriage. Uh, I get I that. Mean, that's like what Anthony and I are doing. We don't fucking care. I mean, he I didn't was, know they were so serious. I mean, they did that at the end. Where did we see that? It was at the end of Peter. Why did we see them? Was it at Peter's? Uh, it was one of the goats. I can't remember which one. They checked oh, in with them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. She was clearly 
she had been like brainwashed by him of like, yeah, we're not giving the man like, like this. We don't this, care about this the Alabama. Government. Yeah. When Miss right. Alabama is talking about the man doesn't get to like dictate our love. It's like, oh, He's Dean told me about man. this man who does yeah. not want us to get exactly. married. And, right. Dean, I can roll with not giving the man making our love official. And but I will say for wife. a bachelor couple, an yeah. excellent test is spending months driving cross country. I'm rooting like for if them. you if yeah. you get out of that and you still like each other, I think that's more than you know spending some time at La Quinta. You oh know? my god, I'm so <laughs> excited. Let's take a little time out and for, talk for a second. Uh I'm so even just looking at the quick preview, I got the resort looks beautiful, but I was like, I, I look, we're all in a new weird world. Obviously, I would rather watch. I'm sad we missed paradise. I'm sad we're not down at Sayalita at, at the resort, you know, like, but I was like, I'm here for the new weird world, La Quinta. Like, let's do this. This looks fun and hot and weird and like. I mean, Britt, how do you feel going into La Quinta when you saw the previews? And also, how do you feel about the R-E-S-P-E-C-T ads? <laughs> um, yeah, go for it. I mean, if we're going to pretend like it's just Claire the whole time and it's all about her getting respect, sure, why not? Uh, I was upset that she kept referencing like her dog's beds and I didn't see the dog. Yeah. Um, that's what I wanted to see. There was a dog on the couch in the oh, beginning. Okay. I missed it. No. How did you feel about seeing the guys in the room, like toasting her of like, like being in the resort? That was exciting. I'm really, I'm really excited to see them all and to see her interact with them. I, I'm she looks we, exactly the same. I'll say she that. She looks great. And Out she, of everyone, she she has not changed. Her face looks the same. You know what? By the way, and first of all, as the oldest bachelorette, it's 39. She looks great. And mm-hmm. she looks exactly as she looked at 32. Like she, it's, it's not a face on a face. It's no. just yeah. like, she looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, Aaron, are you excited for the La Quinta? And what did you think of RESPACT? <laughs> I am excited. I do. I thought that her, in her interview last night, she sounds less phony, like less yeah. of an actress. Like somebody talked to her about yes. the way that she spoke and the, the lip, the tongue thing when she talked, because that seems to be gone right. a little bit. And when you're right, they must have hired like a media trainer. I think Anna so- Brown's team. Somebody edited her. What's a Brown's opinion. team? Hannah Brown's team, probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're right, because yeah. she did it. You're right, because when she did the live one, <laughs> She went from not even knowing to actually have to say, will you accept this rose? She's like, rose, you, rose. Like, and then she was a pretty, she was good with the, so good with the mechanics. She moved the podium around when she was getting away from Ding Dong. What was his name? Jesus loves me. I did it in a windmill. Luke. 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 Shower Jesus. Um, How, Shower Jesus came to me. Abby, how did you feel about, how do you feel about La Quinta? I think it's going to be fun. I like that area. I've, Me too. I've been there. It's it's a cool, fun, like, I know they're not probably going to go out, but it's just got a good vibe. It's not like... Katie's totally been to the, the resort. She said it's stunning. It's yeah. like her room looked beautiful. I was jealous of her quarantine. Yes. If you ever well, and if I, you ever get to go there, I highly recommend it. It's a great yeah. resort, but it is, is it hot a fortune? there. No, is it, was, it, oh. it wasn't... I don't know. We went for Anthony's birthday. I can't remember how much it was, but it wasn't like terrible because they have different tiers of rooms. Like they have some rooms that have their own private pool, but we just like, stayed in like one of the little ones that has like each quad has its own pool. 
It also um, depends on the time of year because it's yeah. so hot there in the summer that nobody but wants to go. That's when we went. We went. Yeah, that's when I went in July. It was 120 degrees and it was pretty empty. I'm sure I, like springtime, it's, you know. That's when I go to the Parker Palm Springs. I wait till Jet Setter has like a $99 deal. But then they, they bone you. There's no such thing as a free lunch at those places because even though your room's $99, you're going to roll out because it's fee. so fucking hot. You get the feet and their food's so good. You're not going to burn your face off and go get an omelet at Denny's. You're just going to go get their omelet and that's $7,000. And that's how they get you. <laughs> and you know what? You're like, I should have known. You, I did it last year. I'm going to do it again. But just worth it. You guys. You, oh, can I say something? Yes, Abby. What I will say, since y'all are in California, um, because of the heat, uh, gay pride in Palm Springs is like in the fall. It's like right before the election. I worked, I, I do political campaigns. So I worked for Obama in 2012 there. And I just say like, as being California, it's just one of those things, like, especially right near the election, just feels so good. Everyone loves pride and you never get to go yes. to all of them because they're on the, in the spring. I don't remember exactly when it is, but I feel like it was like late October and it was just like this beautiful, fun, happy thing. So if you can go there, go there and celebrate that, you know, that sounds really fun. Um, I love that. I want to just point out that Charlene, I forgot how uncomfortable it was when they made her sing for him. Mm -hmm. And, and, And then he just, he was like, you're good. You're good. It was, but she was like, Oh, it was like, I, the whole thing was, I felt bad for her. She clearly didn't want to do it. He didn't even listen. Like, uh, Britt, how did you feel rewatching the song? Well, we found the answer to that question. What's more awkward than a guy serenading you with a guitar? <laughs> it's being forced to serenade someone. Opera. She said no 20 times, and opera. then you just sing a few bars of opera. Acapella opera on gunpoint, like forced. You must. You, facing away. Facing away in like a blazer, like a borrowed blaze. It was brutal. So then... um. So then he's talking and he was talking to the, we're back. We're back with Charlene. And he was like, I like how you speak so proper. I like it. And then she's like, I feel torn. Cause on the one hand, I'm like so horny for him. And on the other hand, I'm missing the cerebral connection. Like he's a real dumb dumb. <laughs> um, and then she goes, I'm sick in a way where I've made a decision and it's major. And he does not have what I'm looking for in terms of a forever partner. And, uh, it's extremely oh the whispering where she's like it's extremely I'm like excuse me what like you're on fucking TV man project project out to the back like the you know big simi valley a little bit louder so we can fucking hear you and um he's like well she was gonna get a hometown but she made the right choice for me it's very sad I'm surprised at how sad I am and then um. And she said, looking back, she knew that she could not introduce him to his parents. Um, and uh, there we go. That's that is that was the end of that whisper thing was brutal to watch. Aaron French, I see you feeling it. Talk to us about how you felt when you heard those whispers of Charlene. Oh, it was just so uncomfortable. And he just <laughs> because he kept touching her face again. Yes. And there was a lot of face touching and like hugging and. I don't understand that. I've never had a breakup like that where where you're like sad that you're breaking up and you're hugging and like you, I don't get that at all. But, but more so just like how uncomfortable it was that she, 
she just came to the conclusion on her own that he is a dumbass. And while he's hot, that's not her forever situation. And according to Lori, they've remained friends. So she didn't, he was never disrespectful. You know, like her version of Juan Pablo was not a dude. She was just a dumb, dumb. Doesn't that make it even worse? Like that he has the knowledge and the ability to control it. He just, and she yes. does not to just around the people he finds valuable, like the moms and the opera singers. Yes. My special ones. You cannot yeah. sing opera. You're not a mom. You're not my special one. You're the dirty, dirty whore. And I'm going to, so then, um, or, you know, allegedly that's the vibe. Who knows? <laughs> allegedly. I'm not saying that. Okay. So then, um, we have, we're back the fish pedicure. I wish they'd shown some of the K-pop one, which I thought was really fun, but they didn't. We have Andy. She's a hopeless romantic. And she's like, you know, the number one thing is I want to love somebody. I want kids. I can't wait to have a family. And she was like, I see this as the man of my life. And um, she's like, we had a great day tonight. You want to go to the fantasy suite? It was so awkward watching it back. She's like, absolutely. And he's like, you can ask me anything, any question. I will answer. And I was like, okay, great. Like, this is, they're going to have a great night. And then you see her. When you see a woman after the fantasy suite looking as pissed as she looked walking by herself on a sidewalk, like down pavement, like in some fucking foreign country, enraged. And she was like, the fantasy suite did not turn out well. It was a nightmare. It was a disaster. I could not wait to get out of the fantasy suite. This is not going to work. I know he is not the one. All he wanted to do is say, it's okay. And give a kiss. How little he knows about me at this point is shocking. I want to pack up and call it a day. So then she goes to him. She goes to find him. She's like, he's like, how are you doing? She's like, I've been better. And in his mind, you could tell, as you said earlier, one person would think they had a great night. One person thought he had a great fantasy suite. She's like, I've been better. And he starts moving her hair. And she's like, I wanted to find love. I'm not in love with you. You're not going to be it. This is not going to work. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's good to tell me how you feel. And she's like, it should not just be okay. It's not okay. I'm missing my family. I'm missing my friends. I'm missing my job. It's not okay. When you say okay, it bothers me. And he goes, look, it's okay. okay. You not having feelings, it's okay. English is my second language. Am I going to die right now? No. Like I said, I'm sad. I like Andy. I don't. And then she goes, you don't even know who I am. Do you know what religion I am? Do you know my social issues I am? Do you have any idea about any of this? He goes, what religion am I? And she says, you're Catholic. Okay, you got me on that one. And then, and she's like, I have never been with someone who has asked me nothing about myself. And his response is, it's fine. And then she says, you, and then she said, and it was so rude of you to tell me I got here by default. Uh, and she goes, or, or whatever. And she goes, no, no, no. He says, no, no, no. It was default. You barely made it here. It's not offensive. And that's when I was like, oh, I now know what gaslighting is. And um, and then she says, it's different between being honest and being an asshole. And then he just kept saying, I'm just being honest. And um, I, I feel like there's so many people. I was listening to Busy Phillips' new podcast, which is really good. And they were talking about the people that say, I'm just being honest honest. And it's like, no, you just don't have any manners. Like you use that phrase to hide behind just being rude. There's no manners watching it back for every woman who's ever been gaslit like that. It's, it's a hard conversation to watch. I'm going to let raise your hand. If you want to take it first, who's feeling passionate, who's feeling fire inside. 
I feel like Eric. Oh yes, Brett, take it. <laughs> okay. Um, this, like I said, I loved Andy. I loved watching her on the bachelorette and I was so on her side when I watched this back in 2014, 2015, yeah. whenever this was, um, watching it back to last night, I kind of understood where he was coming from. Yes. Because so he, English is his second language. I will give him that. Yes. And the problem is, is that he, he's trying to be supportive of her saying that she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Like yes. he was with Charlene and he took Charlene that breakup really well. So I think he's trying to do the same thing, but the problem is she wants him to be like devastated well, and he's I, just being dismissive. I also think, I feel like he was more than just rude to her last night. I feel like he was treated her in a somewhat degrading manner behind closed well, doors. It is so, really shitty to say you were barely here and I don't forgive him for that. That's, and I'm sure I mean, it was, you can't say that. Maybe, maybe more sexually aggressive, maybe like with what he whispers later, which we'll get to with mm-hmm. Claire. Like if that's what he says to Claire, well, cameras are rolling during daytime. This horny guy gets you behind closed doors. I get the feeling the jarring look on Claire's face after the helicopter and on Andy's face in the morning that I, it felt like not only did he not care about her as a person, ask her any questions. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was disrespectful, whatever happened in there. I think they closed the door. I I did notice that they had the real key. So this is back when Chris Harrison would give them an actual key for their key. I love the key. So I think they used that fake key, got in the room, shut the door, pounded one out, did it. And then she's like sitting there all happy. Like, so yeah. want to ask me questions about myself? And he didn't. And then she, for the rest of the night, hears him talk and her, she's going, oh, no. Right. Okay. All right. You've, you've and he might have even, and he might've even said that night, like you, you know, you barely made it here. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely. lucky I picked you. I almost uh-huh. didn't pick you. I wanted to pick somebody else. All right. I see a hand up. Abby. Oh, scratching, but I was going to say something too. <laughs> yeah, but I do, but I will say, I agree with you. I did sort of see his point of, okay, well, I can't make, if you don't like me, mm-hmm. you don't like me. I'm not going to yeah. force you to like me, but mm-hmm. there was a disconnect of like, you don't get to do that after having asked no questions. And yeah, it sounded like a really terrible mm-hmm. date the night before. Yeah. Like a really I agree. disappointing date after being misleading. Abby. Well, what also is interesting about that is that's basically the kind of guy she chose when she was the bachelorette. Wow. Th- that guy was gaslighting. He, she wow. talks about him being abusive in her book. Wow. Um, and the next, you remember, he, she, then he dated the mom, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. And yeah, he was pretty, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to call someone an abuser. I'm just saying that's the, the, you know, the right. language around it. So she literally was like, you don't ask about me. You don't care about me. You treat me disrespectfully. I'm going to go find a different American right. version of a baseball player, not a soccer player. I'll find a baseball player to mistreat right. me. Like, it's wow. just so odd. I mean, look, I used to have really bad taste in guys. And like, at first, some of them, they're charming, you know? And there's some, like, when you watch it back, he was charming with Andy. Like, mm-hmm. like they're not, not charming at first, you know? Yeah. And, and he, he was okay to her. And Aaron, how did you feel watching this back? I kind of also, I agree. I, for the first time ever saw sort of his side of it where he was just trying to be like, okay, like I, you know, right. So we're done, then we're done. And you can, and she just kept 
she wanted a reaction so badly. Right. And I've, you know, I think we've all been in that position where you want someone to react and they're just not giving you that satisfaction. Right. Validation. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, you just, you just keep poking and poking and he just wouldn't do it. But I also think he kind of, you know, he very clearly had a persona when the cameras were rolling. And then some of the ladies got to see what he was like when they weren't on it. You know, she also said like, he was name dropping and very right. arrogant. So it wasn't just that like. That's right. He was he, bragging about how. Yeah, I think he was just kind of an ass. Bragging about how he was like the best bachelor ever, right? Wasn't that? Yes. And like how he knew all these famous people. And right. and she just, I think she just kind of got this real view of him instead of the like oh, talking to you like you're a little kid, smoochy, bazitos, you know, right. kind of guy. Katie, how did you feel watching it back? Uh, I thought it was great that she stood up for herself at that point and that she was just like she knew she immediately woke up and she's like that wasn't cool he didn't really care to get to know me and I'm gonna call him out on it and I mean of course you know his response was shitty um, he did not care no he, he just no. didn't I think you were right that he at that point he made up his mind and I think I'm, and I'm gonna be I think kind of degrading like i feel like it was like a little like i'm gonna have fun with the ones yeah my special ones and then like i'm gonna have a good time with these he picked exactly. two sexy ones yeah. two sexy women that are good time like like treat them like but, a good time girl yeah. which was not fair but then he chose two girls who were like um excuse you we're not gonna let you get away with yes. this and we're gonna yes. call you out on this and stand yes. up for ourselves which was really great to see Aaron. Don't you think that also kind of like it got to his ego a little bit because he, he was so egotistical and macho that like when I think Charlene leaving was a big start to him kind of going down like a negative slide a little bit. Right. And when Andy, like you could see him tense up, but he just was like, I'm not having this. Like, yeah. I'm not participating in this conversation. You don't like me. Go away. I'm not dealing with you. Right. I can't have two. I can't have two of these. Yeah. Like, And I don't think honestly that he was there to find love in the way that the women wanted. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. I actually went deep diving and I found an interview with him from eight months ago with two sisters who do like, I don't know if it normally is a podcast or a video or what. Right. And he said, Oh, I made my mind up before I went on the show. I, you can't meet someone to marry at this point. How could you know them well enough to marry them? Why would I do that? And they were like, but that's, the show. That's the and he's show. like, I know. He goes, and I told a little lie. I told them I would propose. And then I didn't. I was a liar. <laughs> and he thought it was like so cute. And then this is the one that kills me. You know how his mom is like, he's a terrible person. He claims that they misedited her. You know, And it's funny? just her saying he's mean and he makes me cry. I don't know how you can edit that. That's right. I forgot the mom, his mom saying he's mean. He makes and he me said cry. that the bachelor made her look like she doesn't look like like she doesn't talk like that she doesn't feel that way about me and I'm the victim and everybody said he's not mean and he didn't make me cry and for those of you who are not participating with us on patreon you got to get on and do the bachelorette New Zealand ones because there's a contestant and I will not say who it is who makes it to hometown and his mom is like oh he's got a temper like basically like like we don't really like him. Like, and when you think back, there's been one other, do you remember when they went to Jed's house and the family was like to Hannah, like, wait, you're going for Jed. Oh yeah. And and I think Mm -hmm. they knew he had a girlfriend. Like, I think they were like, wait, wait a minute. You like, you know, he has like, no, like, I I think they were like, you know, he has no, 
like steady job aside from stripping and like, you know, like I felt like his fan when the family tries to warn you and they're like, you want to, you, I think, listen, you should listen when the family's trying to tell you, you may not want to be involved in like our child with our son. <laughs> you might want to believe them because that, that's, that's pretty honest on camera. Katie, and that was too yeah. with, um, with Emily Maynard when she went with Brad Womack the first time. She said I that didn't all see that. when they were dating all throughout it, her mother, his mother would come to her and be like, have you poked the bear yet? Have you poked oh. the bear yet? And she was like, I don't know. We're oh. getting along. It's fine. And she's like, and then I saw the bear and she's like, and so now oh. I think about it. Like if, if your mom, if so, like his mom loves him, but knows if that your he mom can turn- tells you like, you might want to watch out Katie, take it, honey. Yeah. If you're parents or your family goes on TV in front of everybody (laughs) and says this to somebody who might is trying to date you and goes, Hey, watch out for this person. And this is your parent. This is your mom so much. Yeah. And they're warning you take that warning very seriously. I mean, they're saying this to the whole world. They're just putting it out there that their son has, or their daughter has problems. And now I've only seen it with male contestants. And now I've seen, now it sounds like there's been four and it sounds like all four were really big red flags that you, all four, you really want to list. So if you guys go on, here's for our Bill Kunstler bachelor school and and Brendan Smith bachelor Academy. If you are a female contestant and you are making it, you are either you're the bachelorette or you are on the bachelor and you've made it to meet the parents of this man and the parents tell you. Have you seen dot, dot, dot? I got to warn you about that. Run. (laughs) Run. That's what I have to say. Just run. Okay. So then we see Andy in present day. Um, Did she have gray ombre hair? What was happening? What was going? Like, she looked really good. She looked Mm -hmm. cute. She's just moved to Southern California. She's writing her third book, Abby. (laughs) Um. I couldn't figure out. I was like, what's going on? It looked cool. Katie, what was it? I thought, I thought it was just highlights. I think it was just the lighting. But I, if it was gray ombre, I hope it is. Because first of all, she would look great with that. And good I for was her actually, for embracing her grays. But I, I thought it was just highlights. Well, it didn't look like it was actually her hair. that was. It looked like it had been like chosen and dyed. Like in a, yeah. I was like, and I remember thinking like, that's cool. Like if she yeah. dyed it like that, that's cool. I, mean, I, I mean, bet I don't know. I, I thought it, maybe it was just the light in her in her house was just, you know, it was very bright. And yeah. so maybe it just made it look whiter. I don't know. I'm rooting for her. And it's got to be hard to have gone through, gotten that far, and then been the bachelorette, and then been like this badass lawyer. I mean, she's clearly a catch. And the way Chris Harrison was like, so you just moved. You must be single. I was I like, know, what it, the fuck, Chris? It did like, feel kind of like single shaming. Like, do, well, do you remember? They dated. Whoa. That's all I could think Whoa. about. So she's having this. Oh, I got dumped. Oh, shit. They did. Uh, yeah. yeah. They did. She's yeah. literally looking at her ex-boyfriend. And if you, if no. you watch it and you see his face, he's like, he's like so a, what really did happen? And that's sweet. When you know she's told him everything. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. No, that's so rude. That's Chris, all I could think about. Why did she say yes happened. to being on the show? I would have said, no, thanks. I'm gone. Oh, my God. Captain Harrison threw shade at his oh ex God. and you just moved. You must, oh, so be, you must be single. Oh, my God. Aaron, what do you think hearing that? 
Well, I looked it up last night because I and they did. They say that they're very good friends, but it yes. was driving me crazy when he was interviewing her because I'm like, oh, that's so awkward. Yeah, you yes. feel it. But yeah. they definitely have a relationship outside of the show, Whoa. and so the now he's oh dating God. the or he's he's dating the woman from E, and I I don't know what her name is. Chris love Harrison this. Is. I love this for him. But previously, there was always rumors that. Chris Harrison and Andy were an item for quite I mean, some time. How could you be Chris? He should have had somebody to, like you see all the, and she's fun and cool. Like I like that pair. I like that for Chris Harrison. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Katie, you're shaking your head. <laughs> I know you so well. No, I mean, like I, I, I think they would have been a cute couple. He's dating Lauren Zima. That's who he's da- dating okay. now who will like go online by the way. And like, she'll like post on the bachelor like their Instagram and be like, tell us if it's Taisha. And I'm like, girl, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you're living with the guy yeah. who is doing this. Just like, ask just, Harrison Harrison. Yeah. Harrison, will, Harrison will tell you. But like that is so messed up now that I like remembered that they dated and he was oh. talking to her like that. And that really upsets me. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that is, I almost want to rewatch. Yeah. It's yeah. So, me too. Brit, were you aware of that when you were watching it? Was that well, in your yeah, consciousness? Yeah. So I, I had heard those rumors and I never really knew because like I'd hear that they w- did and then they, no, they never did. They're just friends. So I don't know if they did, but I did catch on to it. And I yeah. caught on that. He said something like, and that's what made us all fall in love with you. And I was yes. like, all of us, Chris? Oh, so God. I, I mean, we I think maybe they ringers. like. We picked the three right. Look at the three <laughs> ringers. Lori's going to be so proud of you, you guys. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. I'm oh, my God. Oh, my God. If Lori didn't have a real job uh, that I she can't get away from, I would mm-hmm. force her to zoom in right now. You guys, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Claire helicopter the Claire Besito uh, moment the Claire at the altar Nikki Nikki after and Caitlin and and Trisha Trish what's her name who's the Trista 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 all right you guys we'll be right back bone zone let's get in the bone zone guys and we're back. We have a special visitor with us, Aaron French's sister, Emily, who Yay. emailed in. Emily! Yay. Hey, so guys. we were talking, there's a rumor. There's a rumor. We don't know if it's true or not. You know, we don't do spoilers, but we do sometimes hear fun rumors that allegedly they might try to film Matt James's season like soon so that they would air in January like normal. And then we were, so it's not going to be at La Quinta allegedly that it might be at a different resort in the U.S. But I was proposing if they can do that, then why couldn't they take over a resort and do Paradise? Emily, do you think that is a possibility? 100%. Yeah. I mean, there are some pretty places in the United States. Yes. We can really make that happen. There's some nice resorts here. And I feel like if maybe if there was a way, if you need the surprise factor of who's going to be in paradise, Rob Benedict was up in Canada filming something. And I know in order to get in, he said, literally, I talked to him yesterday. He said that um, he was locked in a room, but it wasn't like the real hotel. It was like a quarantine, like, like your visitor from the US, you're going into like, you're on the fourth floor in this weird little room and you literally are not allowed to leave your room 
for 14 days and they have like a tracking device. Like they know there's a way that they know, like they're not messing around, nor should they be because we're all garbage people and and Canada behaves. (laughs) And so uh, I, if there was a way to maybe put the horny contestants in like isolation hotels, like spread them out a little bit and then shuffle them into it that way. Maybe they would not know who it was. Does that work for you, Emily? Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about the fact that you have people continuously coming in. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think you're on the right track with a separate quarantine bubble and then a separate paradise bubble and then you just slowly introduce them. Because yeah, like if you that. think and about no it, there's no stagecoach. There's no stage. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It would actually make it better in a weird way. It would make paradise better. Although I'm sure they're finding ways to sneak and see each other in person anyway. But in theory, in theory, everyone's been like separated. Like you, you stay with your boner over in that corner and we'll stay with our like vaginas dancing in this corner. And like, we, we can't meet at stagecoach and like break the tension. So we got to do it old school, proper style in paradise. God, I hope this happens. I just feel like it means too much to the franchise Yeah, for them not to figure out how paradise work. They know, quite honestly, ABC would be doing the Lord's work because they know that we need it. Because I feel like it's still going to be, still going to be like maybe waking up. It's still a little gnarly, tough winter. You know, we're just, but it's going to be the ray of hope. It's like once paradise is ended and we've got our new Evan and Carly, then I feel like God willing, we'll all be vaccined and we'll be able to have some kind of like Cinco de Mayo party and be out and like everything will be okay again. Like that's. That's my little magical thinking. Like we just need to make it to the end of paradise and then everything will be okay. A girl can dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. And Are like, you they- still trying to get on La Quinta? Weren't you trying to get like- I tried there? to get on. You know, that's a really fun, that's a really smart. <laughs> Katie, let me know. I tried to get on. My manager talked to them. They liked the idea of me teaching an improv class. I begged Lauren Lopkus to come with me. She said she would do it if she didn't have to quarantine for 14 days, maybe just for like three days. I was more than happy to quarantine for 14 days, but that wasn't the problem. The problem was like, they're like, we already have all of our dates, but you should Mm. check. They said you should check in with us. So if they are pulling the trigger on Matt James, (sighs) email us and I will have my manager call and be like, Hey, 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 you're going to need, here's a little ding dong who will happily quarantine wherever you do it. And and she can go teach all the young ladies to do yes. And for Matt James. And she's, she's not big. You can no, share her. I'm not no. a big person. I'm I can not a large in someone's person. pocket. It's fine. You can put me in somebody's pocket. You can tuck me in the boutonniere of Chris Harris, Captain Harrison. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Um, are you guys, Emily, are you guys, Emily, Aaron, are you guys okay sharing a butt? Are you having, are you having, are, are, <laughs> no, I was going to say you, you, you take over. <laughs> okay. I got to get home to the kitties anyways, but thank Three you so much. Hey. Thank you for all your work. Three cheers for Thank you for nominating Aaron and thank you for all of your service and stay safe. And we will be waiting for you when hopefully we'll be doing the live show in JJ's yard and we will be waiting for you. Ready yes. for you. Stay safe, honey. Get in your beekeeper outfit. Do what you need to do. <laughs> Bye, you sweet wizard. Bye. <laughs>
That's how you greet. That's how you greet a hero. You call him a wizard. In case yeah, I like that. In case you're new to Earth and you don't know the customs of Earth and you're like, I've met a hero. How do I greet her? You say, thank you, sweet wizard. And then you send them on their way. After you talk about people boning in hot tubs, that's the proper, that's the, that's the Emily Post in me. Okay, you guys, here we are. Final two. Claire is on a date with Juan Pablo. And... And she says, the way you talk about your daughter, it shows that you protect her and not everybody feels like that. And I know that you would have done that if we had a daughter. And um, you know what? I feel like I've always felt like I've been on the outside watching other people fall in love. I feel like this is my love story and I'm ready to tell him. That's what she's gearing up to tell Juan Pablo. And she's like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to spend time with you. Honestly, I'm just... I'm loving falling in love with you. And she's like so excited. And she was like in her little outfit and like, we're like, I'm just falling in love. And then she's like, I know you don't have to say anything back, but I just want to know everything's from my heart and it's honest. And he goes, he touched her face. He was like, you are so cute. Claire, my Claire. And she's like, from the moment you blindfolded me, I knew the person you tied me up and I knew I was safe. Like I like I was so safe. And in the jacuzzi, in the jacuzzi, you said that you were a block of ice right here in your heart and you're thawing. And she's like, You melded me. And then she's like, I just I trust you and I don't want to lose him. I'm just getting stronger and stronger. My feelings are stronger and stronger. And he's and then he says, next up, baby. And um, she's like, I'm ready to leave here an engaged woman. And then she trusts him. I have no reason not to believe him ever since he blindfolded me. I can't not believe him. I got blindfolded and he touched my hair and I knew. And then she gets out ready for their date. And he goes, you look hot and sexy and cute. Ay, ay, ay. And then I forgot about this. I forgot about this. The helicopter is landing. There were no cameras on and he had the opportunity. He could have said anything. There was no sound person. They could, he could have said anything he wanted. She, this is it for her. This is like tonight's the fantasy suite. This is it. And he leans over and he whispers something and you could see God bless her. You could see the adrenaline. I mean, I get, I am a fight or flight person. I flight. I do not in the moment fight. I keep it nice. I keep it going. I can't believe when I get sideswiped, I do not have the words. I I will keep this. I literally, you could see her leave her body, the trauma. I had so much compassion for her, woman to woman. No woman wants to hear allegedly. He said something. He could have said anything, but he did. We get the gist later on that he says to her, I don't know you at all. But what I could guess was he, it seemed like he said, but I like, do, you know, fooling around with you or something like that. It was the vibe of what she gave off. And she goes, it was insulting. It was offensive. And then when she goes, every woman deserves to be treated with respect. And maybe I have them all wrong. And I just, I feel like every woman is, felt that way at some point in time where you think, oh my God, I thought he liked me, but maybe he's just trying to sleep with me. But like, I thought he really liked me. Erin, I'm going to let you take it first. How did you feel? My heart broke for her. So bad for her. And I think that like you could see when they were, they were doing the interview with her, she just really didn't know what to do. She was, she, she didn't know, like, should I make a big deal about this or should I just pretend like it didn't happen, which I think is a very natural 
yes. woman thing to just pretend like nothing is wrong and everything's okay. I've generally done that. But when he's like, they're walking up the mountain, she oh. literally looks like he's like pulling her. Yeah, he's, the, he's you know, touching it's her. very uncomfortable. Where um, are they going? I don't know where they were going. <laughs> That's a really good question. Where are they? And it felt like here's this woman, this woman. And when she was really young, her dad died and she just wanted She, I actually believe in the way that she would be a good bachelorette, this woman who clearly does just want to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't think she's there for the Instagram followers. It's this woman who seems like she just wants to be loved. Katie, where are you thinking? Well, I was just trying to remember, was this before or after Andy left? I think around Andy the left. same time. Okay. Cause oh. yeah. So like, Cause okay, so Andy had her date, and then they in did the, the fantasy, fantasy suite, suite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then she got upset of how he acted in the fantasy suite, and then she left. But I, I don't mean, know this how just, they aired it. I don't know how. Yeah, they aired it. I mean, I'm just mm. wondering what the timeline. Yeah, because this just goes into our theory of like he knew it was Nikki, and he was just using these women. Yeah, and, and he like said it to Claire's work. face, like yeah, which is just and the equivalent of like these are my special ones. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. kiss my special ones, but yeah. you, I can like, I, I, it feels like a real Madonna whore. And just for this woman who clearly just, just wants to be loved and you know, okay. So she's got some daddy issues. All right, fine. Like she comes by it. Honestly, yeah. you know, some guy out there would protect and love her. Somebody would show up like she's beautiful. She seems sweet, you know, like, you know, like if she's your cup of tea, it just felt, I felt like, did he have to, like, there was no reason, like he chose to degrade her. Yeah. There's no, he didn't need to say that. He could have thought it. He could have just gone to the fantasy suits and Donna and not picked her. He chose, he wanted to kind of like rub her face in it a little bit. It felt like Brit, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it was really sad. And obviously she was looking for, okay, I will say she should have probably picked up on something I saw, which is when she said, I, I love you. Right. And, and I know you don't have to say anything back. He wiped his brow like, oof. Oh my god. He was like, oh good, I don't have to say anything. Oh my god, I um, didn't see that. Yeah, and she I think chose not <sighs> to see editors that. Editors hate him too. Like, yeah. The so, they have so much footage and they're like, we're gonna put that in. So she's like, okay, well, I slept with him in the fantasy suite and we had all night and he didn't say he loved me. Um, here we have this time in a helicopter and the so mics this are was off. After their fantasy suite? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so the mics are off and she's like, okay, well. Maybe now I can get him to say it because at this this is the end of their last date. He's going to okay. propose or not tomorrow. She's right. like, okay, so this is the last time we get to have like a private moment. He gets to say something romantic, and instead he he tries to take it like the sexy way because he doesn't love her and he's not going to marry her. You know, and so instead he says like, well, I love getting doing out of that you. with you. So here's yeah. a question for you experts. In my mind, generally. They go to the fantasy suite, and then the next day is the proposal. Like, do they usually get this? Why were they in this helicopter? No, this is why it's weird. Because three fantasy suites every year. And instead of having the final rose ceremony after that, where they go from three people to two, Andy took herself out. So we didn't see that one. And then they just rolled right over into that last two-person episode. They had 
But they still had three fantasy. Oh, you're right, because there was yeah. no rose ceremony. So, they so had- this is like their la- his and Claire's last date. They've already had the fantasy night. Fantasy do they do that night. normally? Do they have a last date mm-hmm. post boning? Yeah, they, they, they meet his family and then they go out. I see. You're right. Of course, you're right. The they have two. the family. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you're great. Welcome. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. I his dad was yeah. charming. His his yeah. family was actually incredibly sweet, and they know he sucks. Like yeah. that makes them <laughs> reliable. His dad said, "Well, even if I never see you again, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I love you." Yeah, he was so sweet. He He's knew. like, my he son knew. won't say it, but I will. I, so I, she, I love you, Claire. So then he shows up to her room and she's pissed. She's pissed. And she's like, I, I've been down this road before, um, but I'm going to put my doubts on the table. And then he walks in and he's like, can I have a besito? Besito? And she's like, no, come in. I want to talk to you. We had a conversation in the helicopter. You could have said anything in the world. What did you say? And this piece of shit goes, I don't know. You tell me. Tell me. What did I say? She's like, we did stuff in private. And he's like, yeah, we have good chemistry. It's like, and he, she said, you said you don't know me at all. Um, and then he says, um, I don't know you enough. And then she goes, we've been physical. And like, I've done this before. I don't like just want physical. And he goes, I don't need physical anymore. <laughs> like, and then, um, and then. He goes, there could be a bunch. He goes, I just don't know you. There's some parts of you I like, but there could be a bunch of stuff that I don't like. I'm being honest. I mean, Katie, leaning forward. I see your body language. And then he goes, okay, wait, I'm coming to you. I'm going to finish what he said, but you're first, Katie. He goes, can I see myself with you? Sure. Do you think you know me well enough to make your decision? And you can see her trying to wrap her head around, like making this piece of shit okay. And then he goes, I know if I am with you, Claire, I will have a baby with you in one year. I will move to Sacramento and we will have a baby and we will have within a year and two months. And I know that I will be somewhere where I feel great. Um, he, and she goes, I don't want a rose. I want forever. Katie, Levine, leave it on the field, honey. I mean, I, I, I he just sucks. Like that was like so upsetting. Like such an upsetting conversation because she went there trying to confront him about this thing that really upset her and standing up for herself. And he yeah. really just gaslit her. And I, I didn't like the him like being like, "This is what we'll do. Like we'll yeah. have a baby." Like it was just like the whole thing felt weird and icky to me. I just didn't like it. Um, all right, who wants to talk about it? I see Abby Green moving around. Take it. I make them move a lot. I'm very bad at sitting still. Me too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and to go back to the whole premise that he's a fantastic father, he just right. threw out, I'm going to move from Miami where my child and my ex-wife live with my parents. Yes. And my job, I'm putting that in quotes because it seems like he hangs out at soccer fields, yeah. and I'm going to move to Sacramento. I haven't talked about this with my kid or their school or my yeah. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll do that and have a baby very soon, and I'm a great father. Like, And if he doesn't ask her question, how are you even seeing if this person would be but around your kid, if you have asked them anything or know anything about them, like, I just don't buy it. Brett, what did you think listening to this conversation? She goes in there with very specific concerns. And again, this is the day before she thinks that they might get engaged. Yeah. So she wants some sort of affirmation from him saying like, yeah, I can definitely see proposing to you tomorrow. And yeah. he says, I don't know you. Yeah. 
And so like, and she, again, chooses not to hear that and just latches on to, oh, he said he wanted to get me pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. He told you, he told you he does not know you well enough. He said that. So like, obviously he's not proposing to you, Claire. Take a hint. Like, why did he say you're going to have a bit, I'm going to put a baby in a year and two months. He doesn't want her to leave like Charlene and Andy did. All right. Take it. Aaron French. Yeah, because it, sorry, I'm so flustered by him. <laughs> because part of me is like she's hearing what she wants to hear to yeah. keep her in this, right? Like, because yeah. I watched it a couple of times because he doesn't say anything to her, like that answering her questions, yeah, at all. But she's just hearing the little pieces of it. But at the same time, he's like a sphinx. Like he literally, no matter what, he's never, and he's gonna make you cheat. Like you're no, no. yeah, 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 yeah. But but then at the same time, he's like, who met my parents? Who met my daughter? Who did this? You're here because I want you to be here. Like he said all those things to her that made her think, like, oh well, oh my gosh, he's gonna pick me, right? But he I, never actually says anything about her, right? Like right. he says like, you're beautiful and right. But he never says like, you know, I really like that you're kind or that you seem compassionate or just anything other than look at these things on paper. I let you meet my parents. Mm-hmm. I let you know. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. there's no right. reason to say that. There's no reason to like, clearly she's mad and she's feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. There's no reason to make her feel better if you know you're going to pick Nikki. It made me feel watching her. I had so much compassion for her watching her face. You could see her brain Mm -hmm. struggling to make two plus two equal 15. Like Mm -hmm. you could see her trying to go, okay, well maybe, maybe, all right, maybe it's not four. Okay. Maybe it is 15. Like that was hard to watch. And then Caitlin and Trista came on with Caitlin's cactus is called Juan Pablo because it's a big prick. And Caitlin has a girl crush and she and Jason want to date our new bachelorette whose name is Claire, which I thought was kind of exciting. I, I was like, that. I was all for that. Um, I always love me some Caitlin. I love Caitlin. And I felt happy for Caitlin because I felt like there was a moment in time and I was rooting. I actually really liked Sean, but I feel like Caitlin again, these interviews feels like herself again. Like I feel mm-hmm. like she and Jason, Katie's shaking her head, right? Doesn't she, she seems like she's back to the Caitlin that we fell in love with. There was a moment in time where it just, it's not that yeah. her, she's always been sparkly, but I feel like she's extra, extra herself again in yeah. a good way. They're so cute together. And Jason was like, he was one of the better guys to have ever been mm-hmm. on the franchise. Cause He's he seems so, so real and cool. And they have a really cute dog. I think they have two dogs now and they're Do just, they live in Nashville. Yeah. And they rescued their dogs um, from, like, the dog meat market. They're really Aww. awesome. They're, like, cool people. I, I really love like her. Them together. So then we have Claire going, tonight I could have a ring oh, in my finger. Wait, I have to say. Talk to me. Talk to me, Britt. I love that she told us that she signed up for Juan Pablo's season and that yes! she could have been on it. Oh, my God. Oh my that God. she wanted. I know. Yeah. I wonder what that would have looked like. Whose season was she on? Because I never, I, I started with her. Uh, with the, was that Chris Souls then? Chris Souls, yeah. I don't remember the timeline I at all. Remember. Okay, well, I remember it was her and the woman, which was and, why I started Brit, watching Brit. with Brit. Yes, which is Brit. yeah, it was oh, Chris Brit, Souls. Your namesake, goodness. Yeah, because somebody told me that's your namesake. It's who you were named mm-hmm. after, Brit. Yes, yeah, I am three years old. So then we go. They go. She goes. <laughs> I could have a ring on my finger tonight. I love him. I'm nervous, but um, and then he that. 
son of a gun, let her do it. He's like, it's fine. I'm nervous too. You look beautiful. So she's like, oh my God, I just done. It's fine. You look pretty. He's like, we have something special. I believe in you. Like, and he's just listening. And he's like, Claire, when you got out with that limo and the baby, I thought, hmm, look at her. You are unbelievable. An amazing woman. I appreciate you being here. And some people, you know, I've been honest about at some point, some people have time to say goodbye. And it's time for me to say goodbye, Claire, my sweet Claire. And then he goes in for a hug. And this is when she stuck her landing. And she was like, not today, devil. And put her hand up. She was like, um, I stuck around. And I believed in you, for you, to see yourself, for you to say that you see yourself in Sacramento and having babies with me. I believed you. I saved this moment for a man of my dreams. I thought it was you. Charlene and Andy didn't have feelings for you. I lost respect for you. I thought I knew what kind of a man you were and what you made me go through. I would never want my children to have a man like you to be my their father. And then he goes, woof. Glad I didn't pick her. Woof. All right. We're going counterclockwise. Brit, take uh, yourself off the ceiling of rage and say, it's a safe space for you. Say whatever you need to say. I mean, what a what a dick. <laughs> he sucks <laughs> so bad. Yeah. You can't say that. Like you're still on camera, dude. Settle down. Yeah. Such and, a yeah, piece of shit. And I think I see right before she goes off in his eyes, he thinks he's doing a really good job of breaking up with her. Yeah. Like he's, he feels really proud of himself. He's like, I'm doing this. This is the way to do it. I'm letting her down easy. She's going to be fine. We're going to hug. I'm going to go in for the hug. That's a good idea. Yes. Right. You're right. He thought he was nailing it. Aaron French, you also keeled over. Take it. I just hate him so much in that moment. And I'm (laughs) I am so proud of her for saying, you know, calling him out in the moment. Cause I, I don't think I, I wouldn't have that kind of ability. No, like I, either. I, I I'm not that lady. I would start crying. Like I, I would get all of and I would then three hours later, think of what I wanted to say to him. And she yes. did a really good job getting it all out. Right. Yes. Yes. But when he says, whew, made the right decision. What a piece of shit. Oh my God. And then there was the one point when he tried to say to her, like, well, do you want to know when I decided? Yeah. Kind of I screamed at the TV and was like, yes, I really do want to know when you decided. <laughs> I don't remember that. What did, and what did he say? Did he and say? He said, no, it doesn't matter or something like that. Yeah, like, so it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. And I'm like, yes, it does. No, it does. Obviously it matters. I want to know what he was going to say. But I yeah, 100% like, want to know what he was going to say. Wow. Okay. Abby, take it, honey. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I thought he said woof. And that's what I thought. I thought he said. So I watched it with subtitles and at least how they closed captioned it. It was oof. Okay. And I'm going to give that one, especially with the accent, like, you know, just the, like once I saw that, I heard it. I I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit he doesn't deserve, but I don't think it was that. But what I got really, you know, rewatching it, I guess now for the third time is that he said his piece. And then he went like lip pout, sad oh. face, close eyes. Now you may hug me. Like I, I've done such a great job. Lip um, pout, oh, lip pout, close eyes, shoulders up. And she, and that's like because he was so, you know, th- this moment and this physical moment has happened every m- most seasons, right? No one's ever been able to really push someone away from them. Like yes. he genuinely thought, like I have, I'm gonna hug you because I get to do that because I just did such a great job. Yes. And, 
it was just so like entitlement and you're my object and look. Katie, how did you feel? You're absolutely right. I love the entitlement. I love the object. Just bad, bad, bad. We've got lovely male listeners and this kind of toxic male energy of Juan Pablo. Not interested. Katie, talk to us. I agree with what everyone said. I mean, he just, he did, he he thought he did such a good job and he's like, oh, she's going to hug me and cry. And I'm just such a nice guy for, you know, letting her down gently or whatever, I guess. But like, yeah, he just... I mean, he was a dick. And I also didn't like when she kept trying to talk. He kept trying to, like, butt in and, like, cut her off. And he'd be like, tell me, tell me. And she'd be like, just let me fucking talk, you know? And I just, I didn't like how he just, yeah, he was just, like, mean. Or not mean, but just disrespectful. Dude, you guys. So then we find him, the final rose. um, And... She's disappointed. So we have we have our Nikki, Nikki riding on the horse. She's got her fringe bikini looking real hot. Her uh, her and then um she had a very sort of natural reaction and a pullback. She's like, "I wouldn't be here if I don't feel like I'm so in love with you. Like I'm ready. I'm not far and like I'm ready to spend the rest of my life with this man." And I believed her. And the fact that she has stayed in her hometown and has continued to be a nurse, like I actually believe she was a good pick for him, you know? Like, I actually feel like she was there for love and wanted that. She thought it out, and I I believed her. So then they finally get to the proposal part, and they gave her no storyline. They at Last night, they edited in, like, oh, me and Nikki, here she is in a fringe bikini top. And we're at the – she's cool, right? So then um, <laughs> she he goes, I love so many things about you. You're perfect in every way. Um, there is a ring in my pocket. I'm not going to use it. Um, I'm not 100%. I, I would need to be hundred percent if I was going to propose to you and I am not hundred percent and I don't want to let you down. I'm just being honest. And then he goes, um, so will you accept my final rose? And you could see how fucking disappointed she was. And then he goes, don't get cranky now. Don't be cranky. Don't you be cranky. I'm hot too. He goes, look, I like you a lot. Um, he wouldn't say he loved her. They did show Captain Harrison being a little psycho at the, after the final rose, trying to jam an I love you out of him. And she gets interviewed and she finally is pretty open. And she goes, I thought the worst was behind us. I had no idea what I was in store for. And I, my, I really felt for her that she was shocked. She was ready to fall in love. Um, she was happy and excited. And it was just, I, I felt for her. And I really liked her last night. Ah, uh, Britt. How did you feel rewatching that? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a big Nikki fan, but it is so cringy to watch this woman who thinks she's getting engaged talk about how he's going to propose and then just like end up with this guy who just wants to hang out. I mean, I wasn't a Nikki fan either, but when you cut out the parts that were off-putting about her and you just see like the humanity of this yeah. human woman, it's like, all right, she was what she was, but she's still a human being and mm-hmm. and like she's deserving of like, you know, why not? And like, yeah. I felt for her. Abby, how did you feel rewatching it? Um, definitely different. I think I was more when I was younger on the bandwagon of like, yeah, she's kind of the villain. So she kind of, you know, ends up with him. But in the same way of like actually watching it back and being like, yeah, she's just stunned. Like I, I initially her. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like, oh, she's weird too. And she doesn't even care. But you can tell she's just that moment of like, I don't even know what to say. I, it's a thousand <laughs> degrees. I have cameras on me, uh, you know, like. 
And I felt I, for her even talking about how afterwards, how after the final roast, how he had said all the bad stuff that he said. I think I think about a gay bachelor like he yeah. and that she felt that she had to defend him and that he was then being a dick to Chris Harrison. And she was like digging her hails. And I felt for like I've had a bad boyfriend that like everybody hates and you're yep. sort of sitting there by their side and. You could see, I'm glad that she, her, the veil is off and she can be honest about yeah. that. I don't know if you remember, but the next season, I believe it was, they did like a red carpet for the, um, I the first episode. Okay. It was so dumb. Yeah. Do you remember that they did a big red yeah. carpet for the, yeah, the first episode that. and she was there and that was the first interview she'd given since they broke up. Right. And previous to that, when he had said dumb things, she'd kind of put dumb things out there. Not dumb, but just, you know, you, PR is a whole thing. And she clearly yeah. didn't know that, you know, like right. she was trying to be like, he meant this, but anyway, it right. was so clear she got some PR training because right. they're just trying to push her. They're interviewing her in this hot was, sun, right? you know, and they're like, well, really what happened? And she just had like one line and she just, she really, I remember her feeling like a robot. Like she was like, it just didn't work out. Right. He's a great person. Right. I respect right. him. Well, you know, it must've been hard because of blah, blah, blah. He is a great person. Right. I respect him. It didn't work out. Like she, that's all she did. And she hit her mark and left. Um, can I just say what I like the most about this podcast is I hope you guys continue an email thread amongst you guys and that you have a friendship and it's so, cause it's Done. so wonderful. And I want to say, cause that actually brings me, this reminds me on our Facebook page, which you guys can like us on Facebook. Where we're going to post all sorts of, we got an email from a fan named Andy and he's like, Hey, who's ever charged of this page? Is there a fan group? I love this podcast so much. And I have no one to talk about the franchise to Cause all my friends are hipsters who don't love the show. If there is, is there a link for like, please? I was like, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a fan page. Is there a fan group? So would you guys be into that? Does somebody, so he, um, he, he, mod, he was modding one on a, I don't know what that means, but, um, he's, so would you guys be open to it? Would you be nice to each other? Like, I, I don't know. Cause he was saying that, I guess there's drama. People were getting mad and there's, but I don't feel like this, oh. we have nice fans. We I don't do think we can subreddit. have subreddit. Mm-hmm. Subreddit. Like, yeah. so how about this? Andy, I'm not modding it it either. How about this? this? If Andy, our listener, started Mm -hmm. a subreddit and we put a link to it on our Facebook page, would you guys be into talking to each other on there? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And who's being mean? Uh, No, he was saying he was on other podcasts. I don't think that's what he was saying. He was like, I've been on other podcasts and then people get like feisty. I was like, I don't see that from our crowd. <laughs> no, get on like, Twitter you too. You wouldn't pick our show if you wanted to fight with other listeners. No. I mean, I could see no. it getting like, well, I liked this dress better. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. No, this I was a better see... kisser, but no. I feel it's a very specific lane of the highway, and it's yeah. actually a wonderful lane of the highway. And I see nothing but <laughs> for based on all of our live shows, we have the best listeners. Is that accurate, Katie? Katie's nodding. Yes. I definitely do not see. So I would be into that. I think that's fine. I like the idea idea of like you guys being able to chat with each other. If you're stuck somewhere and you're watching the show and you can't like talk to each other, Mm -hmm. that sounds fun to me. So Andy, do it. Send us a link and we'll post it on our page. I like that idea. We can launch it for the bachelorette if you want to get it going. Um, Do you guys want to stick around while I read the emails and the reviews or are you like, I'm hungry. (laughs) My no, gosh, I'm yeah. here. I'm here. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, so listen, first of all, I'm going to give away three t-shirts today because why not? Here we go. I'm going into my bag so they can, ver- they can validate that I have all the t-shirt names. You can see. And, oh, you, and we have a real. winner. 
we have a winner in there. So you know that it's real. All right, I'm closing my eyes. You can see that this is real. It's in a little pouch I got in San Francisco. And we did, okay. So this one, one of the t-shirt winner for the day is, by the way, for those of you who are new to the podcast, and I can't imagine that you, I got a book coming out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it's coming out on the 29th. It, it, just, please, please order it. Please. I'm just trying to get on the bestseller list. You can use it as a doorstep. If you want to get a nice tote bag with that, there's a place called Premier Collectibles. You go to artermarinebook.com. 250 people, you get a signed book. You get a nice tote. Maybe you already bought a tote. Get another. Maybe you bought a book and you're like, oh, but I want a tote too. I don't know. Use it as your white elephant at Christmas. I don't care. It's a fun read though. I will say it's a fun read. There's a lot of heart. Here we go. First. So, so the reason I'm doing this you screen grab, you send the receipt, you put it in. And even if I haven't replied to you yet, I promise you, you are cut up, put in the bag. Everybody's in here. We I can attest. Know. I want, yeah. we, we also yeah. want a beautiful sun bonnet. Oh my God. By the way, I will do, um, I'm going to do one puzzle today. I'm going to do a, cat, a mittens cat puzzle. Me, a meet the author mittens cat puzzle. All right. The winner of the first t-shirt is Rebecca Ringley. Yay. Yay, Rebecca. Okay. The winner of the second t-shirt is Skylar Morris. All right. The winner of the much loved meet the authors recreation of my sixth grade photo down to even having braces and holding mittens, a cat. Are you ready to puzzle in quarantine? It's actually a pretty fun puzzle. Sue B. Sue B. Put yourself a puzzle. We will put those in the mail to you. So we're still going to be doing the giveaways. Don't be afraid. You've already liked us on Facebook. How about this? We're trying to get to over a thousand likes and you guys are doing it. You're doing it on. uh, So if you go to iTunes, it actually really helps us with our ads and all that stuff. And we really love to hear from you. So when you leave us a review, it sure does mean a whole lot. And we got a few new reviews in the last week. Here we go. These, I have to tell you, just, I feel so understood. Here's three reviews that made me feel really understood. This is from We've Got Annie, five stars horny for the bachelor i mean is there anything better than a stranger telling me they're horny for the bachelor i feel that my work is done on earth do you love listening to very funny people talk about very horny people making bad decisions (laughs) have you recently experienced a devastating loss and are stuck on grief island do you like to laugh so hard you pee a little honestly i feel like a bad fan that it took me years to come here and rate this show i love this podcast i love the guests I love the regulars. I sing along with the theme song. Maybe the best theme song ever. This is my go-to Bachelor franchise pod. I love Arden, and I pre-ordered her book. Keep doing the Lord's work. Come on. We've got yeah. Annie. Woo. That's a review. Good. That's okay. a review. Here's another review. Here's another freaking review. Five stars from Nerd of Steel. A Bachelor Nation must listen. This made me so happy. This is the best slash only podcast about grief and the bachelor out there. I fucking defy you to find me another one. I am so happy when I see it in my feed. I love listening to Arden's energy and pure joy and love all the guests that join her along the way. I've been listening and enjoying for years, but now that I'm stuck in my house and my anxiety is spiraling out of control, this podcast grounds me and distracts me in the best way with three hearts. Nerd of steel, hang in there, honey. I understand. First of all, that makes me so happy. I feel so understood. Here's my prescription for you for the day. Go for a walk. That's it. Just one walk. One walk will help just with a 
20 minutes of anxiety. It'll take you again. The devil will take you again. But your assignment for today is go for one walk. And if you have not watched Queer Eye or The Great British Bake Off, maybe just do a little binge watching. Okay, final review. These are good reviews, right, gals? Oh, yeah. Wonderful. This is from by Twinning Mama 87 Five stars. The absolute best pod about the bachelor and grief. Arden is truly doing the Lord's work. And her only feedback is more fortune feemster. We agree with you. Fortune's been so busy that I've intentionally kind of left her alone during the goat episodes. Like, I feel like I get a little starstruck around fortune. So I felt like I needed my true diehards for the goat episodes. (laughs) And you think, if you don't think I'm going to be like circling her back in, uh, think again. She's a favorite of mine. So her her freaking Netflix. If you guys have not watched her stand up special on Netflix, Sweet and Salty or Salty and Sweet, it's so good. She's so lovable. She's so hilarious. I, that that's good for anxiety. Go watch Fortune Special. Erin um, French, I see your hand up, honey. So she came to DC to do stand up before COVID. Yeah, and you know, says hi to everyone afterwards, and I felt kind of amazing and kind of embarrassed because. All I said to her was like, oh, I know you from Arden's podcast. And she <laughs> oh, just burst out oh, laughing. How sweet Because is I that? think I kind of caught her off guard a little bit with that. Oh. It was very fun. And she's amazing. So funny. Can I just say, she's so sweet. She's so funny. Um, and we have so have these wonderful emails. Here's a nice email. Um, this is from, oh, this was from a little while ago. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. So he, this guy saw my home. I did, um, if you look on LA Times, you might have to join for like a dollar because I feel like they don't give you access. But if you want to see, my house was featured. There's a big spread. You can see all the design if you guys want to see it. Um, you could just join for like $1 and then cancel because I think it might be behind a paywall. But he'd emailed us in February. This is Bob Whitehill. Um, he ordered the book, but I love him saying, I'll never forget Arden's breakdown of her Christmas vacation years ago with the sleeping pills that didn't kick in until morning and the aunt and new boyfriend who only got gifts for each other. I forgot about that. I forgot about that holiday of like, like I got gifts for everybody and then watching this couple that just and they had like they're rich and they just kept giving like gift after gift after gift to one another god that is an incredible thing okay let me find one more here's another oh my god even just even just getting uh brie housley she ordered the book and she her subject line was please guard and protect this receipt i mean (laughs) are you kidding me i that to me again Nothing makes me feel more understood. Like it's such, and that's why I know when we start a group, this is not a group. This is a group of people who get it. This is a people who group of people. Listen to Jerry Trainer last week. Sing it out. Let me just find that song. Maybe we'll sing it out. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for Katie shaking her head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at Katie. Katie, you think you think I can't do this? You think I can't sing them out? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna close it out. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
when you guys emailed in to be the guest host on my pod i thought that i would think you guys had hot bods and when i saw you i needed to be more respectful and i treated you like grown-ass women who all have have gone to law school and then (laughs) when i think about the fact that i don't have to watch any more ghosts but if you think i'm not putting up feeling thornies you got it all wrong and when my friend zoomed in from the east East Coast. I knew they were my ladies, and I don't want to boast. Let me take it. Oh boy, I'm having so much fun. It's great to be here with you. I can't wait for Claire to be gone, and that's not an issue. <laughs> and now it is your turn, Aaron French. It doesn't have to rhyme, but it can have some stench. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Da 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 Brit, it's your turn. You got to take it up for Aaron. <laughs> Don't forget that when Claire comes back, we got to watch on Tuesdays. Mm. That was a big deal for me last night when I found out it's not on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> When I think about being at La Quinta Spa, I think it's going to be 198 degrees. And then I think, yeehaw. And even if they're not boning it at, at the, what, what is the festival? What's the festival? Stagecoach. You think that some guy with a boner isn't going to be the bone roach. Katie! <laughs> I'm not going to sing. I can't do it. I can't do it. The pressure's too much. Close it out. Close it out. Then my friend Katie, she wanted to close it out, but then I adopted her a puppy and she couldn't resist. And when I said to Katie, I've got an idea for a podcast, she was like, guess what? I'm the boss here and I'm just going to make sure that this lasts. We're still Perfect. gonna be putting up our feeling thornies. Don't get too horny, but next week is our secretary of state, Paget Brewster. Her episode yeah. will be up next Wednesday. We've got more coming for you every week, and we will see. And if you're like, girl, I'm horny for watching people fall in love. How fun are Patreon episodes? Who's here? Who is? I mean, Abby. So good. So okay, good. Abby, Aaron, talk. I mean, it's like a different which Whole other world. It's a whole other world. And the, watching, wh- which have been your favorite podcasts and seasons to watch? Australia to me is so fun. And Paradise is so beautiful. Yeah. Are you I mean, liking really New depends. Zealand? I am. And I think I think going back, like when you started working Bright and Sophie, I just thought that was dude so hysterical. The Bright and, and Sophie first season is such a fun. If you're starting and because you can watch it on HBO Max right now, you can watch if you're like, my world is hell. I'm homeschooling my children. We everybody's fucking there's piles everywhere. There's I'm trying to teach somebody how to do remedial math that I don't even remember. And I'm working my job and I'm trying not to get COVID. So if you're like, like, you know, Calgon, take me away. Just start at the beginning. Just just start at the start at the Captain Bones on level and start at the beginning and just start with Bachelor in Paradise season one, Australia. We which you can watch on HBO Max or you can watch for free on bachelorarchive.com. Just download the episodes fast. And um and then the the Brian Safi, it's so funny. They're so funny. If that's if you can't wait till Claire and you're like, I don't want to just hear feeling thorny. 
Patreon's pretty freaking fun. And you get six new episodes a month right now. All right, everybody. Hey, Aaron French, Abby Green, Britt Paulson. Can I just say your precious American treasures? And you've all done the Lord's work today. And I want to thank you. Did you guys have a good time? This was amazing. Thank oh you so God. much. So I think you guys are joys. And I'm so happy to see you. And we thank you for your support. And um, and we hope every you and your families are safe and sound. And please keep you're doing your wonderful tweet of the weeks. And if you please let us know if you start a subreddit. And I hope you guys all stay friends. Bye, buddy. Stay safe. Have a good time. Yay. Bye. Oh yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Feel so good. I just got one little question, for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.